June 29th, it's Uncle Cracker. July 13th, Blood, Sweat, and Tears. And Little River Band, August 3rd. Summer is full of fun and exciting entertainment at Buffalo Thunder in Santa Fe. See our full lineup and get your tickets at buffalothunderresort.com. There I was, pushing up off of the floor, and I kept hearing a crack, crack, crack in my elbow. Shooting baskets, crack, crack, crack in my elbow. My elbow was in pain, and I needed help. And I turned to my friends at the Center for Spine and Orthopedics. It's your boy, Ryan Harris, champion of Super Bowl 50, here to tell you about my fantastic experience with the Center for Spine and Orthopedics. You can have your outpatient appointments, surgery, lab, x-rays, and even MRIs right there. I didn't have time to walk around and find three different MRI places, wait six months to get this pain out of my elbow. No, I needed help right away. And Center for Spine and Orthopedics helped me right away. They have internationally renowned spine surgeons, foot, ankle, and wound care, as well as veterans in pain management with nearly 30 years of experience helping patients manage their daily pain. Go with the best and go with the Center for Spine and Orthopedics. Give them a call at 303-287-2800. That's 303-287-2800. Or visit them online at Center for Spine and Ortho. KKSE. Parker. Denver. Home of the Nuggets. Home of the Avalanche. Altitude 950. Denver's all-sports station. Live from the Altitude 950 Studios, the Vic Lombardi Show starts now. Plenty of time with 4.7 remaining. Hill misses. Rebound goes to the cab. J.R. Smith brings it back out. Throws it to Hill. Hill shot blocked. You get the feeling J.R. Smith thought they had the lead. He no. didn't know the score. I think exactly. That's a bad mistake by J.R. Smith. And LeBron James was trying to get a timeout. J.R. Smith, what he says, I thought we were ahead. You thought we were up one. I mean, you got another score. You know, I thought we were all aware of what was going on. I don't know what was going through Jr.'s head. I don't know what Jr. was thinking. Trying to get no space to bring it out to get it, maybe get a shot off. And then I see him. I looked, I looked over at Brian. He looked like he was trying to call a timeout, so I just stopped. Uh, I don't know. I guess that further goes along with my theory. I thought he was looking for LeBron. No, I don't know his state of mind. I got to tell you something right now. That is as inexcusable of a mistake as you can possibly make. I don't know what to say. It is one of the most brain-dead, idiotic things that I've ever witnessed. I would have looked for LeBron, too. <laughs> what is he doing? Well, that's J.R. Smith. If I thought we were ahead, then I, I would have just held on to the ball that was found Clearly, that wasn't the case. Did you know if he knew the score? Thank you. Jesse Trujillo, that is an outstanding review of what happened last night in Golden State. Wow. I mean, this is just the best talk show fodder you can have. We have two topics we're really going to drill today. I mean, these make talk shows easy. We have what went down between the Cavs and the Warriors and what's going down at Dove Valley behind closed doors. Welcome to the Vic Lombardi Show on this beautiful Friday morning. Just absolutely gorgeous after that heat show yesterday. More heat expected today. Good morning to everyone involved. Jesse Trujillo, Marty O back there, HW fresh off a walk in a softball game. More on that later. And James Manchester, Marilette. How you guys doing? 
Great, Victor. Although there was some sort of uh, closure of I-25 this morning at university. Uh, made made the drive in, made the commute no no good. It I, did not impact my commute whatsoever. Yeah. I was free and clear. Can I tell you what happened? So I'm at I-25 in university. It's closed. There's like nine cops and five local news crews. You know why, right? You guys, do you guys read the news? No, I have no to, idea. What's going on? In. What's going on? It was a shooting. Really? Some guy got shot. Yes. There was a shooting, an accident that resulted in a shooting. It was an Uber driver shot the passenger. What? Yeah. What time? Uh, about five o'clock. I think I got the alert and the, the passenger passed away. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Obviously, some type of fight over something. Well, yeah. So I guess we know why the highway was closed and why there were five police cars and five news crews. And it is a mess out there this morning trying to get around town. You know, that might be Uber's undoing. We talked yesterday about why taxi cabs are becoming extinct, right? Well, if you're an Uber driver, what what do you have to pass to get your license? What kind of license do you have to have? I mean, what if you're certifiably insane? I don't know. I don't know what you have to do to get a to get a Uber permit or become part of Uber or whatever you call it. I don't know. They may do they have any vetting process at all? Those are questions that need to be asked cuz this stuff know. is happening. You know, it's wow. So it caused a major pile up on the streets of Denver. I mean, you clo- you close the main vein that is I-25. And that is Denver's main vein. You're going to have issues all over the city. Yeah, yeah. It kind of puts my commute into perspective. Well, but it also, it's one of the things you harp on on this show a lot, Vic, is our, our terrible road system. It also just illustrated the fact that there's no alternative means to get around the town, this town. There's not. Like, no, you, everything's just, a side street after that. Yeah, you're just, you're stuck. It's just, you know, I was just cursing Dick Lamb once again. Does it all start there or does it, does it start when this city started growing rapidly? And there was no infrastructure in place to match the growth. You know, I, I don't know if I necessarily go back to the 70s. This mm-hmm. is an issue that started taking place in the early 2000s. Yeah, but who shot down, uh, who, who shot down the, the initial proposals to build roads and do yeah. different things? It was Dick Lamb and company. Oh, uh, we don't want to impact the spotted ferret. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. I, I will, I will say this. And, and I, and I say this a little bit tongue in cheek, maybe not. The traffic issues in this city, Great for talk radio. So want to thank all the uh, legislators and politicians for uh, hacking up the streets. And people have no choice but to listen to shows like this. Without it, it may make the commute shorter, and a shorter commute means less listening time. Fair so point. Thank you. Fair point. I like yeah. that. There's always a fair point to these type of things. Uh, guys, we uh, we got a lot to get to this morning, and um, we're going to delve into what happened in Golden State last night. That game was unreal we are going to jump all over the situation with the broncos and the ownership group i have some uh some information and i'm sure we'll have some opinions that we can go back and forth on those are the two main topics a little bit later in the show we will visit with greg wachinski of espn on uh, game three of the stanley cup finals due to play uh other than that we'll, we'll jump around we got a lot to get to the more you know is on uh the month of june yep yep it's uh june 1st it's here, so I thought that was an appropriate time to tell you uh, some interesting facts about the month of June. What, the the, the whole uh, background on why Friday's called Friday, that wasn't available? You're going with the month of June. You you could do a whole segment on my softball game last night, too. Yes. It was a fascinating uh, uh, one. There, oh, I can't wait. There oh. has never been a more HW thing 
than what you did in your softball game. Yeah, you we'll were not there it. to witness it. Vic save was it. not there. I will tell you the full story. I don't we'll, even want we'll to get to it. I don't even want to hear the explanation because there's no explanation. I had a that chance to walk off Grand Slam. Okay. And almost did. My job is to continue to tell people we're going to talk about it and then never talk about it. It's time Please. for big news right now. What big headlines? The big story we're following this morning. What caught everyone's attention? Big news right now. I was at the uh, Rockies Charity Golf Tournament yesterday when I read this story via Twitter, and this is as big a story as it gets in town. It's perfect for talk radio. As I said, it is uh, as good a talk radio fodder as it gets. Beth Bolin, daughter of Pat Bolin, goes on record with Nikki Javala of The Athletic, says that she wants to step up and run the Denver Broncos. The Broncos respond with a pretty terse uh, PR statement. We will hear both sides, talk about both sides, get in-depth on the ownership situation with the Denver Broncos a little bit later. Game one of the NBA Finals. <laughs> I mean, listen, man, for those of us who watched a lot of Nuggets games featuring J.R. Smith, you knew this was bound to happen. Four seconds still remain. The Warriors do have a timeout. George Hill again takes the basketball. Three deliberate dribbles. A 10-year veteran with a moderate knee bend. It's up. It's short. It's grabbed by J.R. Smith. Smith is going to run it out. I think J.R. didn't know how much time was left. J.R. tried to dribble up near the timeline, and we're going to overtime. Oh, my goodness. I think J.R. thought the Cavs had the lead. He grabbed the loose ball, dribbled up near midcourt, and by the time he decided to pass it to somebody, the clock had expired. We're going to overtime. Listen, I don't want to kill the guy because he's actually been very nice to me, but my goodness, what a head-bumping move that was. Well, Then he lied about it afterwards. Yeah, that made it. It's always the cover-up that's worse. If you just say, I'm an idiot, I'm sorry, my bad, I mean, at some point people are going to stop piling on. Here's the thing, though. Even if he thought the game was tied... Still the bad still a bad play. Isn't Why the, are you going away from the basket? Right. The the play, if you think the game is tied, is to give the ball to LeBron James. That's who or you... To, I mean, he, he, he made a bad decision either way. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, my it, God. It, there's just, no excuse. Uh, again, I... I Almost feel bad for him, but then you find out how much money he's made over the years, and you're fine. I don't feel uh, bad. I don't feel bad for him. I mean, that changed the whole course of that series. If they win yeah. game one, I it's mean, they're losing. Yeah, it's over. Yeah. J.R. Smith over. just changed the course of NBA yeah. history last night. LeBron James cannot possibly want to play for the Cavs after this season. Yeah, the Cavs had a chance to steal one last night. Series is now over. Meanwhile, the King, LeBron James, who did everything he possibly could. I mean, he scored almost every point in the damn game. Took the ball one on one every time. What else is he supposed to do? Here's what he had to say about J.R. Stunt. You know, we got to move on. I mean, it's a, you know, this game is it's over and done with. We had our opportunities. You know, I, I will never give up on Jr. It's not, it's not my mo. I don't give up on any of my players, so uh, any of my teammates. So I don't think that even needs to be said. Did he say anything to you guys? No, uh, he didn't. I, I love LBJ. I, I, everything about him. I mean, just his performance last night and his reaction and stuff like. The only thing I don't like about LeBron James is the outfit he showed up with last night at the game. Did you see the short suit by chance? Uh I did not. What's a short oh, suit? My I did. God. I liked it. I thought it was cool. Power move. Of course move. you did. Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> it is a power move. You're right. He he wore a little bag, a little accoutrement with that suit. The bag he was carrying, by the way, just a small man purse, uh $45,000. For the man yeah. purse? Yeah, $45,000 retail. Uh-huh. 
How does anybody even justify it? Like, what? $45,000 made out of alligator skin. Yes. Yes, sir. All four, all four, James, mind you, all four, a three-second shot of him walking into the arena. That's what it's come to. They know they're going to get the cameras on them, right? Because they're going to walk in. Everyone's going to see what do they look like before they're dressed in uniform. He's got shorts on with a suit, shorts, right above his knee. And a forty-five thousand dollar man bag. How do you make a, a man bag and go? Yeah, forty-five. Oh yeah, that's the well, price. Supply and demand, baby. If they buy it, they demand Evening, it. Christmas. You sell it. Meanwhile, OTAs continue for the Broncos. Billy Moose, Bill Musgrave, uh, telling folks that you know what? There's a reason Gary Kubiak's out there. He's going to help him with the offense a bit. I talk to Gary every day. I'm always picking his brain. So if they don't get him going, uh, you know, with too much scouting duties. Um, I'm looking forward to consulting with him, you know, each and every day like we have this spring. He's at practice, and uh, we love to get his insight and his feedback. It's invaluable. Meanwhile, everybody talking about not enough room with all those pass rushers. How are you going to play all those pass rushers with the addition of Bradley Chubb? Defensive coordinator Joe Woods uh, says, don't worry about it. To us, we want to send waves of bodies to people. So if, if it's 30, 35 plays, and they're splitting the reps, but they're they're going all out, the whole way, first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter. That's great for us. So it's not really going to affect their reps. I just think we could put more of them on the field at the same time. How, how many coaches do they have to have? Now we now we have Gary Kubiak that's a de facto coach too? Mm-hmm. I mean, how many coaches of the coaches of the coaches do we have to have here? And why is Vance Joseph still involved? I, I, I just don't understand if you were going to – like what's, what's his role at this By point? By the way, did it, we didn't talk about it. Joe Woods comments the other day. About how, oh, uh, you know, I, I wasn't used to making a game plan for an entire defense. I was only used to doing it for defensive backs, and it took. I, oh, that's I mean, helpful. Yeah, exactly. It, it just basically saying I wasn't qualified for the job last year. Uh, hey, raise your hand if you said rising star who's had the same gig for 24 years didn't add up, as opposed to just saying, oh, he's great. Uh, Told you, you. Were on that. You were on that from the get go. You know the beauty of uh, today is we don't have to spend an entire week again talking about OTAs. We can talk about the real story behind the scenes that's taking place with the Broncos ownership group, and it's going to get juicy. I'll leave it at that. It will be the subject of my piping hot take. Got a good one in store for you today, sports fans. 30933 is our text line. You've got the Vic Lombardi Show. It's Altitude 950. Happy Friday. This hour is brought to you by CDOT. Join the cannabis conversation. How do you feel about marijuana and driving? Is drug driving a problem? Join the cannabis conversation at coloradocannabisconvo.com. coloradocannabisconvo.com. Here come the Rockies. Rockies baseball is back with a season full of great promotions, theme dates, and 25th anniversary events to choose from. So whether you want to see Nolan Arenado make that mind-blowing play, or Charlie Blackman get that clutch hit, or you want to take the family out at a reasonable price, or you want to get a group of friends together on the rooftop for a game, there's truly something for everyone at Coors Field. Check out what's going on at Rockies.com and get your tickets today to catch the thrill of Rockies baseball in person. Thanks to catch. Drug safety starts with you. Disposing your unused or expired medications is easy. Learn more at TakeMedsBack.org. Sponsored by the Colorado Department of Public Health and Environment, the Colorado Broadcasters Association, and this station. Memorial Day is here and so are incredible prices on today's hottest appliances. Hi, I'm Brad Barnett, president of Mountain High Appliance. We've been Colorado's favorite appliance store for the past 25 years. 
This week only, in celebration of Memorial Day, we have some amazing deals that you don't want to miss. Get a Whirlpool four-piece stainless kitchen package for only $21.99. Save over $750. How about a Mila stainless dishwasher for only $7.99? Our lowest price ever. Plus, all Samsung laundry is on sale. Be sure to check out our clearance center for spectacular deals on washers and dryers, ranges, dishwashers, and more, including unheard of pricing on brand new factory blemished French door and side-by-side refrigerators from KitchenAid and Whirlpool. Save over $1,500. Stop by our showroom today and experience the difference. Open Monday through Friday till 8, Saturday and Sunday till 5, or online at mountainhighappliance.com. Thank you. This Legal Minute is brought to you by Bell & Pollock Personal Injury Lawyers at championsofthepeople.com. Hi, I'm Gary Bell with the law firm of Bell & Pollock. This is your Legal Minute. We're talking about emergency room visits. We're talking about car crashes and your injuries. When you go to the emergency room, it's a traumatic event. You're probably not thinking clearly. You need to remember to try to tell the doctors all your legitimate symptoms that you're feeling. Many times the symptoms get missed. They get missed in the ambulance ride. They get missed once you get to the emergency room. You don't remember to tell them about your ankle or your low back or your hip. They're concentrating on your neck. Maybe they're worried about your spinal cord. Maybe they're worried about a brain bleed. They're doing MRIs. They might do a CT scan. The insurance companies try to use these records against you when you're in your weakest moment. We can help you. Bell and Pollock, championsofthepeople.com. Give us a call. For your Bell and Pollock legal game plan, visit championsofthepeople.com. Hi, we're here at Farland Classic Restoration in Englewood, Colorado. I'm joined by Jack Farland, the owner. So, Jack, you guys work on classic cars, right? That's right. We restore and service a lot of classics. So what's up with this BMW 7 Series right here, then? Well, we do over-the-top detail projects on newer cars. Our classic car owners drive regular cars. Well, that makes sense. This car looks brand new. That's the idea. It's actually a 2011. Our guys can clean, polish, condition the interior, clean up the engine bay. They're just incredible. looks like it's right off the showroom floor. That's because we're doing applications of a highly advanced ceramic coating. After a thorough polishing, our trained technician applies two coats of this ceramic coating. Wow, that is glossy. It's not cheap, but it will make your paint look better than new, and it lasts a really long time. So lots of classics like these Ferraris and Porsches and detailing on newer cars. You can learn more at FarlandCars.com or on Facebook at Farland Classic Restoration. Nice. Can I drive that one? If you buy it. The Altitude 950 traffic update. I-25 is closed southbound between University and Colorado Boulevard due to police activity. Traffic being taken off at University and rerouted around that scene. So just add some extra time on your driver. Avoid it if you can. Maybe use southbound Santa Fe to Hamden as an alternate. Traffic is brought to you by Lowe's. There's an accident southbound Parker Road under 225. It's affecting the ramps. To and from a southbound Parker Road coming off of 225. Shop Lowe's and save up to 40% off appliances. Special values. Offer valid through 6-6. Exclusions apply. See store for details. U.S. only. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950. Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Hill, bends, spins, shoots. It's short. Rebound grabbed by J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith dribbles it to the far side, throws the hill. The game is tied at 107. We're going to overtime. 
We've got five more minutes. What a crazy finish. J.R. Smith thought they had the lead. He dribbled it out to midcourt. What is he doing? Well, that's J.R. Smith. What is he doing? (laughs) What is he doing? (laughs) It's a dumb play in so many ways. Like, Oh, God. Dumb isn't even the right word for you, it. You guys, you guys do remember number four on my top ten list of lies in pro sports, right? Remember number four? There was something about you, you know, the brain. It's is not more just about yeah. uh, how far no, you can. The fourth jump tweeted in. us yeah. it. Yeah. The fourth biggest lie in sports is that it's all about how strong and how fast you are. No, it's not. It's how smart you are. It's about the brain. J.R. Smith. Intelligence. J.R. Smith is an example of what angers me more than anything in life. It's the people who just waste talent. That well, guy has so funny. much talent. He really does. I thought about does. that. James, I thought about it during the game, and there were two players on that Golden State team who both performed for the Denver Nuggets who fit the same description. Because early in the game, JaVale McGee, yeah. JaVale McGee did it. Yeah. He, <laughs> I mean, come on. You're seven feet tall. You get the ball under the basket. You're by yourself. There's not a single player within ten feet of you. You have the ball by yourself next to the basket. What happens next? Yeah, it should be a pretty easy bucket. Hey, Vic. what happens? Yeah, you sh- you should score. But Vic, did you know there was a second person in the building last night who was thinking the same way as J.R. Smith? You got you got to hear the ESPN call. Here we go. Free throw up. Free throw's going to be short. Rebounded by Smith. Two seconds to go. He dribbles out. They got a foul. They can't get him. The Cavaliers on the road, stunning the Golden State Warriors in Game One. You got to tied at one hundred and seven. My bad. Tied at one hundred and seven. Oh my God! Yeah, that is. I'm so uh, glad you brought that up because you know we cast aspersions at the players themselves. They're in the heat of the moment. This is the broadcaster. Who is that? That's Mark Kestersher from ESPN Radio. That's the national radio call last oh, night. You know what? That may be worse. I think that's worse than J.R. Smith because he's not in the heat of the moment. He's his job. His job is to describe the moment. The only excuse I could make for Mark Kestesher is he might have been taking his cue from Jr. Yes, and may have thought that the scoreboard was wrong for yeah, some like, reason. Yeah, like, well, I mean, obviously Jr. is dribbling it out for a reason. Like, <laughs> you would you would assume that the player is doing the appropriate thing for the situation. So he that that that's the only explanation I can come up with. But uh, all the other announcers, the the Warriors call. Uh, the TV call, the Cavs call, everybody else knew that Jr. was making a boneheaded play. Oh my God, but, that is embarrassing on so many. Yeah, levels. the Cavaliers stunned the Warriors in Game One. Oh wait, it's tied. The, the, my yeah, my favorite part is oh, it's tied at 107. My bad. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> my bad. We're going to overtime. We're good. We're good. We'll be back after this. After this commercial break, we got the rest of the game. Don't worry about it. All right, guys, we have a lot to get to this morning. Clearly, the uh, J.R. Smith game. That's will this will be forever known as the J.R. game. We'll uh, go in depth on that. Wait till you hear what LeBron James had to say, Ty Lue, and Draymond Green after the game. It is funny. More on that a little bit later. Time now for our piping hot takes. Because I spit hot fire. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station, and the Vic Lombardi Show present Piping Hot Takes. It's Vic's Hot Take. All right, you uh, heard the shots. They came firing yesterday. It has started. It's been quiet on the Western Front regarding the ownership of the Denver Broncos yesterday. Uh, first piece of news came around noontime when Beth Bolin told Nikki Javala of The Athletic, it's time. 
It is time for her to move, her to move forward and perhaps uh, become the owner, uh, the child that would become the representative for the Bolin family. She has all the requirements according to her resume. She has gotten the MBA. She has a law degree. She's done everything she's supposed to do. She has worked for the franchise. Uh, and she has said she wants to be the one stepping forward to take control of the team. Not so fast. Because shortly after that story came out, the Broncos responded with a pretty terse PR statement saying she is not qualified yet. Okay, so what what is happening here? And we will explain all the intricacies of this back and forth during the course of the show. I just want to get to the uh, good stuff right now. What What's happening? If you're a Broncos fan, you're sitting at home, why do you care? Well, for the most part, I mean, you care about who runs your team, obviously, because you have a vested interest in making sure that that team is run well. I get that. But this is truly a family squabble. It is a battle between two families. Pat Bolin's first family and his second family. It is what it is. The big question is, which family does the trust fall into? You guys know what the trust is. It's that three-person group that's in charge of doling out responsibility for the future of this team. Mm -hmm. Yes. The trust, which includes zero family members, by the way. The trust. Joe Ellis, Rich Slivka, and uh, what's the last lady's name? Mary Mary Kelly. Kelly. Mary Kelly, yeah. So my question as this all plays out is, which side of the family is the trust on? No matter which family thinks they're right, which family does the trust fall into? And I think that's pretty obvious after yesterday's news. The trust works for Boland's second family. We don't know all the details. We don't know the truth. We're not privy to family business, nor should we be. We don't know why the trust doesn't deem Beth Boland ready. Just reading this stuff, it looks like she meets all the requirements. But judging from yesterday's reaction, she will never own this team, never run this team. The trust has spoken. What did Beth Bolin, who seems perfectly qualified again, what has she done to lose favor? We may soon find out. Because in any family squabble, the haymakers will soon fly. And it won't be pretty. It's never pretty. I mean, when Easy e had to sell that car wash, couldn't figure out which one of his kids met the requirements for the succession plan, guess what we did? We just sold the damn thing and cashed out. Where's Blake Carrington Carrington, when you need him? The Dynasty Series relived. This is a race for the keys to the car. Maybe one side wants to sell. Maybe the trust wants to sell. Maybe Pat Boland had a plan in place not to sell. I can't wait to find these answers. We don't know. What we do know, it's on. It is on like Donkey Kong. Next hot take. It's HW's hot take. Watching JR last night, I, I seriously watched JR Smith do that in Denver for what felt like my entire life. He's so talented, but he's so dumb. I, I mean, I, I, I feel bad calling a guy dumb, but that's what it was. It was dumb. How do you not know time and score in the NBA Finals? I flash back to my high school basketball days. My coach is telling me, time and score, time and score. Situational basketball. It's being taught all over this city, all over this country, all over this world. And on the biggest stage, a guy like J.R. Smith doesn't know time and score? The series is over. 
The Warriors are going to win it in four or five. And LeBron James, his legacy in Cleveland has been altered because of the boneheaded play of J.R. Smith. Maybe I'll get a play with him at Welshire in a month because he'll probably be back in Denver playing City Park. And we'll tell everyone how fun it is that he plays City Park. But J.R. Smith changed the course of NBA history last night. Next hot take. It's Manchester's hot take. Real quick, though. Why didn't Ty Lue call timeout? Uh... I don't know. Okay. I mean, it's easy yeah. to pile on J.R. Smith. He had the ball in his hands. But well, you uh, wanna, let me ask you this. Your head coach, your player gets the rebound under the basket. He is three feet away from the basket. Why would you call a timeout? Well, as soon there? as he started dribbling away from the basket, I'd have called a timeout. Like, he didn't signal for a timeout. LeBron James didn't signal for a timeout either. So I think uh, they were, they were that, flabbergasted yeah, J.R. They, Smith was they, that. Oh, they were okay, bewildered so, and befuddled that fine. any player would actually do that. Fine. So they were flabbergasted. So that's their excuse to me. That sounds like being unaware of the situation. Anyhow, that's not my hot take. My hot take is I hate replay review. Instant replay is an absolute joke in every single sport. We see it every Sunday in the NFL when, hey, there's a play being reviewed, and here's Mike Pereira in the studio. He's going to tell you what he thinks the call will be. He's the former head of NFL officiating, and he gets it wrong half the time. The announcers never get it right, and we saw it last night, too, with the charge, the block. What is it? The officials on the floor with Cleveland up by two, less than a minute left, called it a charge on Kevin Durant. They go to the replay, and they overturn it. Steve Javi, who was an NBA official for more than two decades, said, no, that's going to stand. That's a charge. How? How do they overturn this? Why do they overturn this? Here's the thing. They're going to make bad calls when it's just in the in the moment, and it's the human element. I can live with that. I can't live with, we're going to go look at a replay, and we're still going to screw it up. It doesn't eliminate any of the controversy. It doesn't make anything better. It just makes it more time-consuming. It ruins the flow of the game, and it makes it all that much more aggravating that they still can't get it 100% right. Get rid of replay. Just get rid of replay. Across the board, you suggest getting rid of every replay? Get rid of all replay. Whatever the call was on the field, on the court, on the ice, it's going to stand. That's what we go with. Replay sucks. That's my, uh, that's my hot take. You know, nobody would ever call, nobody would stand for that. It would never, it would never go. But did it, did it help the situation last night? Oh, I, I agree with you. I think what it did is add another layer of confusion. And what, one thing you've left out of this whole thing, they went to replay when they weren't allowed to. The only way you can replay that call is if his feet were in the restricted area. Right. They were obviously not. So they actually went to the replay illegally. They over- and when they got there, they overturned a judgment call, which you're not allowed to do either. How does this happen? I, 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 I It just is, it's so aggravating because it, you know, not that it's guaranteed Cleveland wins the game there, but if they've got the ball or they're shooting two, up two, with less than a minute, I mean, a totally different game. Instead, it's Kevin Durant getting two free throws that he shouldn't have had. Now, if they'd have called it a block initially, okay, that was the call. Sure. I could have lived with that. I could have lived Me with too. it way. Now, I thought it was a charge because I thought he got there early enough, and I get it. Uh Basketball people are going to say, well, he was moving his feet. You're not allowed to move your feet. Well, he got to the spot in plenty of time. Yes. You know exactly why he moved his feet. He moved his feet to firm up, to, uh, to, to absorb the physicality. That's why he moved his feet. He didn't move because he had to get there quicker. He was already there. That's why I would have called charge. Yeah, I, I would have called a charge as well. It's just so aggravating to me that they change it when they go back and think about it. And, like, 
there's no explanation for changing it. A former official said no. the call should stand, and it happens, Vic, every single Sunday. Let's we can keep track of it this year during Broncos games. How sure. many times they go back to the studio in L.A. and the expert official says, "No, oh, that's going to be overturned," and then the guy come, the ref comes out and says, "No, it's going to stand." Like they never get it right. It's a flip well, of a coin. And what's happening now is we're digging deeper into Pandora's box because people are going to say whether it's a block or charge. It should never have been reviewed. You're not allowed to review it. And let's say they do want to review judgment calls in the final two minutes. Why not review George Hill stripping Durant, which was clean, and they called a foul there? Can you review that? Right, it exactly. It clean to me. Are we going to review every little nuance of the game now? And my problem with it is, you know, and everybody says, don't you want to get it 100% correct? Sure. It doesn't get it 100% correct. So unless you're going to do it into a way that you get every call right, then don't do it at all. It doesn't make anything better. Can we review it's, my near walk off grand slam at yes, some point? Yes, we yeah. will review. You know, you know what? We'll review your softball game at 10:01 this morning. Okay, you oh, got the great. Vic Lombardi show. It's altitude 950. My bad. Tied at 107. Great coaches are leaders who fight for what and who they believe in. They drive change. Athlete or not, now might be the time for you to make a change, one that will improve your financial future forever. Hey, it's Ryan Harris. And Nate Crackman for our friends at American Financing. This is the mortgage team of salary-based consultants, the team that's Colorado family-owned. And here's what you're going to get from them. Competitive interest rates, one-on-one guidance, customized loan programs. It's coaching that is specific to your needs, resulting in a home loan that's going to lower your rate, shorten your term, or even save you up to a thousand dollars a month and it's the most convenient way to achieve your financial goals including paying off high interest debt i'm talking about a 10-minute call to get started and close in as fast as 10 days call today and let american financing coach you into a better home loan the number 303-695-7000 that's 303-695-7000 or go online americanfinancing.net and mls 182334 regulated by the division of real estate there is no better endorsement of a business than the customers that shop there. Hi, I'm Alan Roach, and I've recommended Johnson Auto Plaza since my first visit 20 years ago, and I'm certainly not alone. Here's just a sample of comments shared recently by Johnson Auto Plaza customers. Rebecca wrote, I bought two cars in five days. It's been a great experience. I will be back. Doug said, made a normally annoying experience, painless and smooth. No flash, no glitz, no pressure. From Dwayne and Shelley, I would like to say how outstanding your service department is. This is the third car we've purchased and we look forward to working with the team on the fourth. And here's another. You guys are hands down the best dealership I've ever done business with. That's just a few of the many real people's experiences with the real people at Johnson Auto Plaza. There is a difference. You can ask me or anyone else that's been there. Enjoy special savings and incentives on over 600 new Jeeps and Rams during the Jeep Celebration event. North of E470 on Highway 85, johnsonautoplaza.com. Hey there, Denver. It's your boy, Ryan Harris. Are you sore from running, hiking, playing piano, heck, even adulting? If you are, join me and many others by seeing our friends at the Center for Spine and Orthopedics. Center for Spine and Orthopedics has over 115 years of combined surgical and pain management experience. They do everything from hips, elbows, shoulders, and knees, all of which I've used after a 10-year career, 
And they have everything you need right where they are. MRIs, surgery, lab, x-rays, everything right on their premises. And that was huge for me as a parent with little time. So check out the Center for Spine and Orthopedics and their 200 Google reviews and testimonials from patients who love getting their care at the Center for Spine and Orthopedics. And trust me, you will too. So give them a call at 303-287-2800. That's 303-287-2800. Or visit them online at Center for SpineandOrtho.com. Elevate your golf game at South Suburban's Demo Days on Friday, June 8th. Hey there, Denver. It's your boy, Ryan Harris. And the free event kicks off at 3.30 p.m. at the Lone Tree Golf Course. Try out products from top brands including Callaway, TaylorMade, Titleist, and more. Place your order and receive 15% off manufacturer-suggested prices and have your clubs custom fit by their PGA Pro staff. Enjoy music on the patio and great food and beer specials. For more information, visit ssprd.org. Mile High Jewelers has an amazing selection in custom-made rings, chains, watches, nameplates, bracelets, and pendants. Shop with the leaders in custom jewelry. Mile High Jewelers. If you can dream it, this Colorado-based company can make it. They also specialize in jewelry and watch repair. And Mile High Jewelers is where your hometown professional athletes shop. Find them in three convenient locations. In the Highlands across from Mile High Stadium, Aurora Mall, and Citadel Mall in Colorado Springs. Follow them on Instagram at Mile High Jewelers and MileHighJewelers.com. The Altitude 950 traffic update. Southbound I-25 remains shut down at University. Traffic being forced off at University, so you are moving, but it's going to cost you some time with traffic being diverted around the police activity. Traffic is brought to you by Lowe's. There's an accident on Parker Road southbound at 225. It is impacting your Parker Road drive as well as the ramps to uh, southbound Parker from southbound 225 and northbound 225 to northbound Parker Road. Both those ramps closed. Shop Lowe's and get two bags of miracle Grow garden soil for just $12. Offer valid through 6-6 while supplies last. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Text us at 30933 to join the show. Maybe one side wants to sell. Maybe the trust wants to sell. Maybe Pat Bolin had a plan in place not to sell. I can't wait to find these answers. We don't know. What we do know, it's on. It is on like Donkey Kong. You got the Vic Lombardi Show, Altitude 950, coming up in the uh, next program, 10 to 1. Hastings and Brown are going to visit with Nikki Javala, who started this thing rolling yesterday in her in-depth interview with Beth Bolin. Uh, daughter of Pat Bolin, who uh, came out publicly and said it's time. Uh, I'll go to the exact quote because she has told folks all along that she has uh, wanted to become the successor, that she emphasized early she wanted to do anything it took to qualify to become the successor to her father to run the Denver Broncos. And uh, when that news came out, when Nikki Javala wrote that piece and made it public, uh, what, about an hour later is when the Broncos and the Trust released its statement? It was pretty quick. Yeah, and the, the Trust statement was interesting, but the statement from Broncos president and CEO Joe Ellis was a statement that basically said, I'm in charge, and we will continue to follow Pat's blueprint and nobody else's while keeping our focus as an organization on having a successful season directly from the statement that was emailed by Broncos PR. Joe Ellis put the hammer down 
you you guys this. laughed at me, and Vic, you in particular, didn't like my theory when I said that I think there's going to be a power play here between a John Elway-led group trying to buy the team and a Joe Ellis-led group trying to buy, uh, buy the team. And Joe Ellis, personally, does he have that kind of money? No, but most teams are owned by a group of people, sure. and there's a controlling owner. And he does come from the Bush family. Two different presidents in the last 50 years have come from that family. Um, so it's not as though he can't get his hands on or assemble a group of people that can raise the kind of money necessary to buy the team. So to me, I look at this and I look at these statements and the question that goes through my head is, has anybody eliminated the fact that Joe Ellis wants to buy this team? And he's, as the guy running the trust, he's just sitting there and he's just going to be obstruction guy on any family member who wants to take over and just say, no, you're not qualified. Well, based on what? Based on what? So, I mean, to me, until he excuses himself of like, hey, I'm not a candidate to buy it, it seems like a conflict of interest that he's yeah. making the decision of who can and who can't run the team. Well, that's why these these kind of questions are going to come up now, and this is where we're at. We are exactly where the Broncos did not want to be, in the middle of a family squabble, okay? And let me start here, because this is what Beth Boland told Nikki, and I'll read straight from the article itself, and I want to get your reaction to all of this, all right? This is what Beth Bolin told Nikki about her plans on succeeding her father to run the Broncos. She said, I have completed the criteria laid out by the trustees, so I felt it was a good time to come out and express my interest and desire to be a part of the organization again. Now, the requirements laid out by the trustees, that's where it gets a bit nebulous. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, what are those requirements exactly? You have to have worked within the organization. She has. Check. You have to have completed a degree, postgraduate degree. Check. She got her law degree, correct? Yes. You have to be a person of strong character. Well, Johnny Bolin is out, but as far as we know with uh, Beth, uh, that she's a check on that one. Beth Bolin Wallace doesn't hasn't been in the news for uh, any crimes that we re, that we can recall that we okay. know. Okay, well then, how do you explain the reaction then from the trustees who, when they got this information, said this quote: "Pat did not designate Beth as a trustee or appoint her to a leadership position, nor did he instruct the trustees to specifically mentor her." He made it clear that his children were not automatically entitled to a role with the team and they would have to earn that opportunity through their accomplishments, qualifications, and character. As trustees honoring the clear wishes of Pat, we have thoroughly evaluated whether Beth is capable of succeeding her father as controlling owner. We have determined that she is not capable or qualified at this time. Well, Until we know why, until we know why, the answer to that last question, why, uh, this ain't going to end. Pat did not designate Beth as a trustee or appoint her to a leadership position. Why do you have to say that? We all know that. We all know who's in, who's uh, a part of this trust. We all know the three people. Like, that's an odd comment to me because she never – did she insinuate or did she say in the article, in the interview with Nikki Jabala, that she was designated? Like, that's, it's just odd to me. Yeah. It's, it's it's too much protest from the, from the trustees. It doesn't add up and – you know, I again, I've been saying for years that I think Joe Ellis wants to buy this team. I think everything we saw yesterday reinforces that notion. And it doesn't matter what any of these Bolin kids do. He and Rich Livka and Mary Kelly are going to say no. 
That's, you know, that's I, my belief. Listen, I know you can believe what you want, and I, I, I'm going to – I'm not going to be critical of what you believe. I think you're overthinking it. I think it's simply two families mm. going at each other. One family is his first family, and the second one is – well, then it's going to end up in court because that's, <laughs> well, it's not designated of, hey, these five kids are candidates and these two I get aren't. It. I get it. But which of those two families controls the trust? It's, well, technically, none of them. Yeah, technically, those, Joe Ellis, Rich Slivka, and Mary Kelly control the t- trust. Which of those two families controls the trust? You know what else this is going to turn into? This is going to turn into was... Pat Bowen of sound mind when he set up this trust and put Joe Ellis in charge. You know, and, that's what it's going to turn into. Th- this is why I, I almost I hate going down this road because it's it's just starting. It's just starting. We saw this play out in New Orleans with the Wilson family, correct? Uh, the Benson family, yes. Benson family. I'm yes. sorry. Yes. We we saw it play out in Tennessee with that that organization. It's it's unfortunate, but it's going to happen. But here's here's what's happening. All right, here's what's happening. Joe Ellis is going to slow walk this thing until everybody gets frustrated and says, hell. How do you know this? This, this is conjecture. No, okay, Just, fine. You, you fine. Say that. Mark, mark it down and see okay. if this comes to fruition. He's going to slow walk this thing and, and, and just say, no, no, not qualified, not capable, not qualified, not capable until everybody involved gets so frustrated. They say, hell with it. Sell it. We'll take our portion of the three billion dollars. That's what's going to happen. If, if, if you're one of these bowling kids and this trust, this trust won't let you take over the team and you think you're capable and you're going to sit there and go, then fine. I want my $300 million. I want my portion of it. Sell the damn thing. And Joe Ellis will go, Oh, okay. Great. Here's me and my group. We'll buy it. That's what's going to happen. I, I tend to lean toward Manchester on this one. That's for what's going to happen. For the record. What, what makes, uh, here's just a question I ask myself often. What makes someone capable? I'm just curious. What, what makes somebody that that word capable was Mark Davis, son of Al Davis, capable. Exactly. What's exactly? What's, what exactly does that mean? There's plenty of people in Chicago who don't think George Hallis's heirs are capable of running a, a franchise, but it's it, they're running it because they were his sons, his grandsons, his granddaughters, whatever. Like, but that's, this whole thing just it amazes me. And again, I can only apply this to a personal situation because that's all we all do. I mean, it would amaze me. My, my dad just sold the car wash. It would amaze me if somebody else stepped in and decided, well, we're in charge of figuring out who gets this car wash. You kids, you step aside and just uh, wait for me. I, that, that would infuriate me. Well, and Vic, let's just play that an analogy out, right? Let's say you, you jumped through the hoops they told you to jump through, and they said, no, you're still not qualified. You would do one of two things. You would either sue them and say, yes, I am, or you would say, then fine, sell it and give me my percentage because why the hell do I want to just sit here and, and and not be able to run it and not have my money? I want one of the one or the other. That's what's going to happen. So this is ending up in a courtroom. Is well, what may, you're, you're or they thinking. just sell it. One you of just said two. something. You just said something. Maybe this is happening because one or two or many of the family members want their money now well, rather than later. And who's steering it? toward that destination these tea leaves aren't difficult to read they're not they're not difficult to read who's who's sitting at the wheel that's all you got to ask and what where where, what's the destination that he wants does he want beth bowen running the team and he's out of a job or does he want to stretch this out because hey i get to be a de facto owner and i don't have to have any skin in the game 
Or does he want to eventually buy the team because everybody's so frustrated they just want their money? And by he, you I'm mean go- Joe Ellis. I'm going with C. Okay. And I like Joe Ellis. Joe Ellis has been nothing but good to me. Joe Ellis was great to me when I when I worked there. Very nice guy. He and, and I'm not saying this disparagingly. I'm not ripping him. I'm just saying that's where I think it's going. And you know what? If I was Joe Ellis, that's probably where I would drive yeah. the car too. Why the hell would I not want to buy smart. the team? It is smart yeah. on Joe Ellis's part. Well, I, I, I just, uh, I sit back, I watch this play out, and it's, you know, you have seven children involved. Seven. Good luck. Good luck coming to terms with seven different opinions, right? Have fun with that. Well, a lot of them yesterday chimed in, and a lot of them said, eh, I'd vote for Beth, for Beth Boland to run well, the team. Well, that, that, that was her uncles. That, you know, that, that's family members, Pat's brother, Pat's siblings, who said they side with Beth. A- again, I, Wow, I, I I don't know where this is going to go. If if my dad had a succession plan for the car wash, and one of the qualifiers were to understand how pumps work, sewer lines, and loose change, dude, I met all those damn requirements. Why am I not running that damn car wash right now? And then someone came out and said, Vic is not capable or qualified at this time. You'd be ticked. Actually, I'm pretty happy we sold it. We cashed it out. <laughs> I'm going to get that cash. You got See? the Vic Lombardi show. The road to success is paved with your new career at Brandon Sand and Gravel. Since 1906, they're one of the most respected concrete and construction companies. Construction season is coming, and Brandon is hiring right now. They need Class A and B CDL drivers and operators and laborers. They need you. Brandon offers competitive wages, a full benefits package, including matching 401K. Become a part of the Brandon team. Apply today at Brandon1.com. That's B-R-A-N-N-A-N, the number one, dot com. Veterans, it's time to take advantage of the VA benefits you deserve. Hey, it's Mark Mosier for American Financing, and we thank you for your service and want to see you receive the greatest savings when it comes to owning a home on the land you once defended. When using your VA benefits, there is no down payment or mortgage insurance required. Plus, you'll receive some of the lowest rates in the industry. Already in a mortgage? No problem. You can refinance any existing mortgage into a VA loan while receiving access to 100% of your home's value. That's greater than any other loan program can offer. And even though it's called a VA loan, it's available to active duty military and spouses. So you don't have to wait to take advantage of such incredible savings. A salary-based mortgage consultant will listen to your financial goals and will customize a program that fits your needs. Just call American Financing at 303-695-7000. 303 Six nine five seven thousand or AmericanFinancing.net, the official mortgage company of Altitude 950. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Summer is coming and so is the heat. And at Bestway Insulation, their goal is to save you up to 50 to 70% off on your summer energy bill. New XL Energy rebates are available right now, making it affordable to insulate your home for the summer. And the best part, Bestway Insulation will do all the paperwork for you. Call today and learn more about how Bestway Insulation could save you up to 50 to 70% off on your summer energy bill. Three 303-469-0808. 303-469-0808. Best way insulation. 303-469-0808. Hey, sports fans. Vic Lombardi here. You know me by now. I like to remain active. I like to do my things, ride my bike, play golf, play hoops. Well, recently, I've had trouble doing those things. And I went to downtown's healthcare. 
founded by Dr. Gary Rodenmacher, who's with us right now. Doctor, you've had this place going since 1997, and it's very unique. Why? We offer uh, physical and regenerative medicine. So we basically, we took the best of the best. We took chiropractic, natural health care, added it with medical, and what we found is we get much better results. So for my case, it was lower back issues, and every two or three months they'd come back. You made sure that these pains go away. Absolutely. We're very thorough. We do a very thorough consultation evaluation. Um, it's very patient-specific. Once we find out what's going on, our team of providers will get together, and they will put a game plan together for someone to get not only just get them pain-free, but to fix the underlying problem so that the person is more stable going forward and not having recurrences in their condition. Downtown's Healthcare. There's an S in there. Downtownshealthcare.com. Check it out. Denver's real estate market is booming, and you may be able to cash in with an investment in yourself and your career. Axiom Academy will train you to be a successful, in-demand, certified home inspector. A part-time schedule could earn you upwards of $85,000 a year. One recent grad is already making more than 700 bucks a day. The next course starts June 4th. Start investing in yourself. Visit LearnWithTheAcademy.com for more information. That's LearnWithTheAcademy.com. Where's the best live entertainment? At Buffalo Thunder Resort and Casino. That's where. June 29th, it's Uncle Cracker. July 13th, Blood, Sweat, and Tears. And Little River Band, August 3rd. Summer is full of fun and exciting entertainment at Buffalo Thunder in Santa Fe. See our full lineup and get your tickets at BuffaloThunderResort.com. The Altitude 950 traffic update. Traffic is being rerouted off of southbound I-25 at University because of police activity there. Southbound is closed between University and Colorado. Traffic is brought to you by USAA Life Insurance Company. Also, we have the ramps on 225 coming off of northbound to northbound Parker Road and southbound 225 ramp to southbound Parker Road shut down because of a crash on Parker Road at 225. Help protect your family with USAA Life Insurance provided by USAA Life Insurance Company, San Antonio, Texas, subject to state availability, issue limitations, contract terms and conditions. Visit USAA.com. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Hey, you just turned the traffic update there. Um, Denver's main vein, not working. I-25, shut down, shooting, Uber driver. Investigation. Good luck getting around. I mean, I don't know how you get around it. How did you get around HW? Well, it's crazy, man. I was, I was worried I was going to be late. I live over in that DU area and, uh, you know, I took Evans and University and Exposition and yada, 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 but there was no taking I-25 today. Manchester too was, Manchester too coming from up north, right? But they make it sound so easy, right? When they do the traffic. Oh yeah, just take another road. (laughs) What other road? Yeah, there are no real good options in Denver if I-25 is not. <laughs> Give me flowing. another option, please. What other road is there? It's, it's not a, a side street. Such a mess. But when I go to like Pepsi Center from our studios, dude, I never take 25. I always take Spear no. and all that stuff. Yeah. Like, it's my things always telling me take 25. I'm like, you know when I like to take I-25? 2:30 in the morning, because that's yeah, about you know the what, only though? time you can get through. I tried to get all smart. Tried to beat the system yesterday. Uh, I left Parker, Colorado around four and I said, I'm not jumping on I-25 South. No. I had to get to the Cherry Creek area. I- I'm going to go Parker. I'm going to beat the system. Watch this. 
That took me an hour and 27 minutes. Because mm-hmm. there's about 10,000 lights. It's all the same. It doesn't matter. Good luck. We it's need all that the same. hyper, what's the hyper chamber thing we're in the running for? Oh yeah, yeah the, the the tube thing. The tube yeah. that'll take us from here to Vale in like 12 minutes or whatever. God, that would have been so convenient to just jump in a tube 10 seconds later. You're home. Maybe you I, could get a tube into your office, Vic. I mean, think about how that would change your life. A 10-second commute in a tube. I wouldn't get in that. I'd wake up at 6.59 every morning. I know you would. I wouldn't get in that. No way. No way. You didn't trust that? They can't You're run not going to get in a tube? They can't run it. Well, first of all, I'm claustrophobic, so no. Okay. But they How can't do run a tube. Tr- what do you do with MRIs? Have you ever had one? Yeah, it was terrifying. Uh-huh. Um, I, They can't run a train from here to DIA without running into a car. At an intersection, and you're going to get in a tube that's going that fast, and just trust the engineer. It was all built by the lowest bidder. Engineer, what do you think? There's a conductor Bob at the at the start of the tube running the caboose. No, I'm not talking the train engineer. I'm <laughs> talking like an engineer engineer. Board the tube, James. Uh, yeah, okay, all right. It's all it's four hundred thousand moving parts, all built by the lowest bidder. Enjoy. I'm out. Uh, well. I'm pretty tired of driving an hour and 27 minutes, stopping every 10 feet. So suit yourself. Back to the news at hand. Uh, our phone number, if you want to chime in, by the way, 303-753-0950. That's 753-0950. Our text line, 30933. We're going to delve into the uh, final moments of that Cavs-Warriors game in regulation coming up in our next hour. But more on uh, what's happening with uh, the Broncos, Dub Valley. A lot of people on the text line agreeing wholeheartedly with you there, Manchester. They uh, they think there are other things happening behind the scenes, reasons why uh, the trust, in this case, Joellis and the other two, refuse to uh, uh, name an owner. Um, and when I say refuse, I, the, the only question I have is if Beth Boland feels she has met the requirements and the trust says she has not, um, do we need to know why? Does that need to be public information? Why do they not believe she's met the requirements? Well, they kind of made it public yesterday with this statement. I mean, this this was to get this from a pro sports organization was fascinating to me. To get this press release in my inbox Agreed. was was stunning. They they the way they answered it created questions that now I I think we're entitled to an answer. They yeah. could have just said, "Hey, this is a private matter and we're not going to address it." Okay, that's it. That's not what they did. They came out with paragraph upon paragraph upon paragraph. Um, and again, it's, it, but never an answer why though. There, there exactly. Was never a, a, a substantive reason why she does not qualify. I just think there's an inherent conflict of interest in it, that the three people that are deciding this have not excused themselves as potential candidates to buy the team. So if let, they, let, if, if they all three want to say, Hey, you know what? I have no interest in owning this team. I will never be a part of a group that buys yeah. this team. Then I trust you to be making sure. this decision Agreed. completely. Let, let uh, me. Let me cut to the chase. Let me cut to the chase, James. Let's say that is his interest, Joe's. Let's say that he does want to own the team. Given the way he has run the team in absentia, do you have any issue with Joe Ellis owning the Denver Broncos? No. I don't. Me neither. Because I think he's done a fabulous job. He's done a very good job. And look, he hasn't been perfect. They won a Super Bowl. He was the guy who, I mean, he was basically the one who hired Josh McDaniels. That was his decision. Which I don't think was necessarily. Uh, yeah, go, uh, let's go back to see who was flying out to Boston uh, in the some, private wait, jet. Hold on. There were some other circumstances that I'm not going to get into 
That that's not true. That's false. <laughs> okay. I I'm, I'm just telling you. Okay. That's well, not true. To make that to great make, argument. To, I'm not well, going to tell I, you why, but okay, you're wrong. Well, okay. you know I can't. Okay. I mean, he. You're, 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 he you're was telling, on the private jet. He was the one that went out for the second interview. So, so you're so. telling our listeners that that was Joe's decision. He was the guy that was the, the face of it. He was the guy that was okay. on the private jet. He was the guy that was uh, getting off the plane with Josh. Like, I don't that's know. Fine. And for the record, I'll just say that's wrong. But that's fine. We can, okay. We can go back and forth on that one. Okay. Uh, I, you know, the, who, who made the decision to bring back John Elway? Who gave the high five to John Elway at, at his restaurant? It was Pat Bowen. Okay, so that wasn't Joe Ellis. Um, was Joe Ellis involved in the courtship of Peyton Manning? I don't know how heavily involved he was. I, I, I don't think he was at Cherry Hills. Wasn't that John Lynch and John Elway and Peyton yes. Manning and that group? So, I mean, I think Joe Ellis has done a fine job. I, I'm, I think he's, if he takes over the team, if he's leading a group that buys the team, I'm cool with that. Cause I know, quite frankly, I know what we're getting, right? Sure. It, it's, sure. it's not an unknown. But to say he's done a fabulous job, I think, is a little overstated. Well, let's be honest. The biggest unknown here is the people we don't know, and that's members of the family. Right. Right. Would I be more comfortable betting on Joe Ellis than I would Beth Bolin Wallace? Yes. Yes, because I know what I'm getting. And, and, And Joe Ellis has worked in the NFL for decades and worked for the team for decades. And... Uh, you know, it's the, and I don't mean this the wrong way, but it's the devil you know, right? Like, yeah. I would be totally fine with that. Let me, let me ask you another question. Because now we're an hour into the show and we're t- still talking about this. Why do you care? Why, why should we care? Because if you have a bad owner, your team could be bad for decades. Decades. But what, if you're a Redskins a, a fan, owner? What's a bad, Daniel because, Snyder? Daniel okay. Snyder? Would you be, if you're a Redskins fan, would you hope every single day that he decides to cash out and sell the but team? But here's the, I want to say something yes. that, that may go against the grain here. Daniel, Daniel Snyder is a self-made man. Yes. He was not given anything. He I, bought I the team with his own money. Correct. Okay. A lot of these folks who get these teams are not self-made. All right. Some of those people run the teams better than Daniel Snyder, who's self-made. So is a bad owner someone who just doesn't know what he's doing, he or she's doing, or someone who's handed the keys to the pallet? No. I'm trying to get to the bottom. Dan Snyder was not handed the Redskins. He bought the Redskins. I know. It has nothing to do with whether you handed it or you went and earned the money and bought it yourself. It's how you run the team. And he runs the team too emotionally. Um, and makes bad decisions. There are other owners, like the Brown family in Cincinnati, who run the team too much in terms of, hey, we want to make as much money as we possibly can. Yeah. Now, the, the Bidwells, and you worked in Arizona, you covered the Cardinals. The, the, the former Bidwell, I think it was, it was Bill, awful. was well, terrible. Was His son man, is good. Good man. He didn't know what he was doing with the team. His son took over, changed everything. Michael Bidwell has been very good. Changed everything. He didn't, he, he's not a self-made guy. Yes. Um, you know, the Fords, have owned the 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 Lions for decades. They're they have been well. That's incompetent. what I'm saying. And I guess that's the it, it doesn't matter. It's 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 not my team. It's not my right. I who oh no, it matters. It, well, it matters. it matters to this it, city though, sure. Vic. And I but, think what James is asking is for Joe Ellis to go on the record. Let me with go his on the record and say this, yes. Okay. This this team is never going to leave this city. Fine, but I don't want to watch him be crappy year after year after year either. Do you want him to be the Bengals? I mean, do you want Dan Tanner asking us if the, but, if we deserve a team? But there's a lot of things we have no, what are you going to do about it? 
Well, we have no hell, control Vic, over I can say that about everything I know, in life. Right? I know, I know, but I feel like a lot of this stuff we talk about is just the rumor mongering that we. What are we going to? But do? this is what no longer rumor really mongering. We've got a two-page statement here. We have actual Understood. news to discuss. Understood. No, I'm going to. What I'm are we going to do about it? I'm going to yell and scream until it gets corrected. That's what I'm going to do. If I see a problem, if I, you know, it's like anything we discuss on this show. I mean, you could you could take that to. Okay, why why worry about who's the who's the president? Why worry about what sure. the laws are? Why worry about what's going on with uh, North Korea? What what the hell are you and I going to do about yeah. Kim Jong Un? Nothing. So let's not even worry about it. I, I just think okay. that no matter who owns the team, I, I I think we're oversimplifying this. Whoever owns this team is going to have the right people around him or her to run the team. Maybe. So I don't think in the grand scheme of things, I don't think. Full ownership, whoever that title holder is, I don't think it really matters. Oh. The checks are going to clear. You could not be more wrong. Well, I, I, what I, if, Beth, what if Beth Bowen Wallace's first order of business is to fire John Elway and replace him with her half brother Johnny Bowen as GM? Mm. What well, about then, that? Then, then, then the the reaction from people like us, the city, every, then people will stop going to games. If people stop going to games, ticket prices fall. The, everything happens for a reason. Oh my Everything God. happened. Is that your it, life philosophy? Man, I'm just saying, dude, you know, I, by, by bickering about it publicly, I'm just curious. I just think a member of the family, I think there's the biggest issue here is some people want to sell, some people don't. Some people want cash yeah. right now, some people don't. And the guy leading the charge, the guy driving the bus is going to slow walk this thing until everybody wants to sell. That's mm-hmm. my prediction. So let's Somebody sit back and see line. if that's what happens. Somebody on the text line could not have said it any better than what I just tried to. I tried to say this and I couldn't. Look at the Saints. They are going through a conflict of ages with their ownership group. And they won last year. They won a lot. Ownership doesn't matter, says the texter. In the end, talent matters. We can point to messy ownership situations in all of pro sports. I could come up with 50 examples if we want to talk about it the rest of the show where ownership matters. Yeah, that's a silly text. I get it, but I get it. All I'm saying is a lot of these teams run themselves. Let me ask you this. A lot of these teams run themselves, bro. They run themselves. If the Rooney family decided, you know what, we've been in this business long enough and decided to sell the Steelers. Do you think the Steelers would operate different than they have for the last 80 years? Sure. Okay. So ownership matters. The reason they're they're a pillar of a, a franchise is because they've had that family making the decisions the same way for decades. Look at Jim Irsay running Peyton Manning out of town, right? Right. Look at Dan Gilbert writing a letter in okay. Comic Sans to LeBron right. James. Ownership matters. We have to take a break. When we come back after we reset here for uh, 30 seconds, I want a name. I want to name. If you had your choice at somebody to own and operate the Denver Broncos, and, and I'm going to okay. give you 30 seconds to think about it. That's it. I want a name because right now there are many names, too many names. I want a name right after this break. You got the Vic Lombardi show. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station. This is the home of the Colorado Rapids. Coming up on Friday, the Colorado Rapids are at Dick Sportage Park to host the Vancouver Whitecaps. Broadcast time is 7 o'clock with Connor Kate on the call. KKSE, Parker, Denver, home of the Colorado Rapids, the Denver Nuggets, and the Colorado Avalanche. Denver's all sports station, Altitude 950. Now, back to...
Captain Vic Lombardi. Let's say this drags out. Let's say they can't come to terms. Let's say that this ends up in the courts for the next five years. Who would you like to see own? And when I say own, there's never one owner. There's a bunch of people invested. One controlling owner. The person who makes the ultimate decision. Who do you want that person to be? We'll start with you, James. Peyton Manning. Well, he's not going to be the controlling owner. Well, the, he doesn't he, have enough money. He doesn't. It doesn't have to have the most amount of money. He, well, he's the guy know. that's in, who, who's who's the controlling owner of the Marlins? Who's the guy that's out there making decisions? Derek Jeter can get okay. fired. Well, he's not. Yeah, he, I'm just saying he's not the control. He could get fired tomorrow. But he he's doesn't own the, the biggest owner. percentage, and he's the controlling owner. Fine. He, I don't know. Billionaire guy I, in I'm Cherry Hills. Well, I that, mean, that's why I say this because you. It's it's anonymous. A controlling owner is someone who ultimately makes the final call on everything. I, you think the money man? You think Peyton Manning's going to put in? I don't know. Pick a number. Two hundred million dollars if he could get fired as being controlling owner. No. So that's my guy. I HW, want I want a deal want structured to the, where it's Peyton Manning. H W. Who do you want to be the controlling owner of the Denver Broncos? Uh, Peyton Manning would be ideal. I don't know if that's possible, but when his name came up in the Panthers, uh, you know, kind of saga, it it. It piqued my interest. And Peyton Manning, it's well-documented, still lives in this great state of Colorado. And I think Peyton Manning would deliver championships to the Denver Broncos. And as a Broncos fan, that's what I want. What about the guy who's already delivered a championship? John Elway? Yeah. Well, he's delivered three. He's delivered three. So, yeah, if if John Elway was in an ownership group, uh, I would support that as well. But this is stuff that I can't even wrap my mind around because it's billions and billions of dollars, something that uh, I couldn't possibly imagine having. So, yes, John Elway, Peyton Manning, Joe Ellis, they'd all be great candidates. And uh, at this point, you know, I just think it's sad that we're, Mr. Boland's health is, is not great and we're reading two-page statements sent by the Broncos. You guys, all of us understand, though, that the controlling interest of a team is always the person with the deepest pockets. And it's never just the front person making football decisions, right? We we all get that, right? Yes. What percentage of the Raiders did Al Davis own? Not much. Okay. But he found a way. He found a way to gain overall ownership right. of the Raiders. Right. So I would suggest that if Peyton Manning is going to put his money into it, it would be a similar kind of a setup. Sure. I just don't think – I think it's tougher today. Teams are worth $2.5 billion. When Al Davis gained ownership of the Raiders, we're talking $20 million. Ten million. Not to say that's not a lot of money, but it's a completely different ball game. Jerry Colangelo did the same thing with the Phoenix Suns. Came in as a as a basketball guy and, and found a way to own the team. Different ball game today, boys. These are ATM machines. Two point five billion dollars. But you tell you telling me there's not enough billions of dollars over in Cherry Hills to make this all work? I mean there is. We've uh, driven two, through those neighborhoods. 2272, let the people own it like the Packers. I would never go for that, personally. No. And it's no. never going to happen. I mean, that's a pipe dream. Uh, yeah, that's a bad idea. Way too many idea. opinions. Could you imagine that? How do they make decisions? Uh, they have a, they have a board that makes the decisions and somebody gets put in charge. I just think more often than not, private enterprise is much more effective than a public entity. Um, almost always. Almost always. Uh, we're getting a lot of texters saying Beth is perfectly capable, more than capable. We're not disputing she isn't. We're just reading what the trust said in their statement yesterday. I think Beth is capable. She got a law degree from DU. 
And then I think Brittany Boland's another very interesting name. She's 28 years old, but you know what? Brittany Boland, Vic, you talked about the second family. Brittany Boland comes from that family. She went to Notre Dame. Uh, she's my age. Brittany Boland, yeah, she'd be young, but I think Brittany Boland has put in the work. Here's my question. Who set up this criteria? Did Pat Boland set up the criteria, or did the trust set up the criteria? Well, it was all set up according to the trust by Pat Boland. This was his succession plan. But you know how all these things work. Um, can things be interpreted differently? Well, yeah, my, my question is, did Pat Boland say, hey, you have to have worked in the league for five years? Did he say that, or did the trust say that? And what exactly does this notion of character mean? What does that mean? Right. Exactly. You know, if one of the requirements is good character, what does that mean? But I, I to me, the the five year got to work in the in the league. Has Brittany Bullen worked in the league? I, I worked for the team. Has she has she hit that? If not, let's say she hasn't. When she graduates from wherever she's going to Duke or whatever, and then she she has to go five years working for the team. Well, that's just another way for Joe Ellis and company to stay in charge, and it's just another way to slow walk this thing until other people say five years. No, I want my money. I want my $300 million. I want my $400 million. And I was thinking about this the other day. If if you're one of these successors or possible successors, if you're a child, if you're a a member of the Bolin family, why would you just want to sell? Why why do you want this headache? Why do you want to go through the rigors of a family feud, a public family feud? Why do you want to – why not just cash this sucker out, make your money – you live comfortably for the rest of your life. I agree. It's if I, I would either want to run the team or I want my money. That's it. What 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 ambition do you have? Let's. I'm going to go in the shoes of Beth Bolden here. What possible ambition would you have to run? What are your aspirations to run this team? What legacy? What is it? Hey guys, I've got a really interesting article here from Woody Page. It was February 16th, 2018. So about three, four months ago, Woody writes, and this is Woody on the record saying that if the NFL draft had come to Denver, it would have been because of Brittany Bolin, the one who's 28 years old. This is Woody. He's well respected. I'll tweet the link out so you guys can read it. I won't read the whole story on air, but, uh, Brittany Bolin clearly Working in a capacity with the Broncos in the NFL, and they almost got the draft at Red Rock. So almost, yeah. You know what I found interesting though? There's a lot of things that have happened. Beth Bolin is uh, believed to be responsible for all that stuff in the Ring of Fame area. You know, all those uh, statues and stuff. How come this isn't all public knowledge? Why do we know this now? How come their, the machinations of their work wasn't always? You know what I'm saying? How come but, it wasn't? Well, there's a reason Beth Bolin decided to go on the record with Nikki Javala. There just is. Vic, you made a good point though, and you're right. At some point, you're just going to sit there and go, "Do I really want to?" fight about this in court yeah, for years why? or just take my money and again back to my my hypothesis that's what Joe Ellis and company are counting on what's 2.5 divided by 7 it's a little over 3 it's what 3 and a half you think you can live on 3 and a half million no, uh, 350 million yeah. you think it, you think you can live on that yeah comfortably and you know it would be a lot of fun to own an NFL team but it would be a lot of fun to have 350 million dollars too i could have a good time well, again, what is your motivation? That That's the only question. My question for Beth Boland is, why do you want to own the team? Do you want to own it to sell it, or do you want to own it to actually run it? And my question to the trust is, what exactly does not make her qualify? By the way, guys, because I just tweeted that the requirements. that Brittany Boland article from Woody Page. Given the recent news, it's worth a read. If I was a Boland uh, kid... I would want to take over the team because, A, I think it would be just a, the dream job to run and own an NFL team, what would be better than that? You're in a very exclusive club. But the other part of it is, look, my father built this franchise into what it is. He established a legacy. I want to make sure that's 
continues, and I trust myself to do it more than I trust whoever's going to come in and give us a big check. That would be the reason I'd want to do it. All right, we're going to take a quick hiatus from this conversation. When we come back, um, I want to go through the final moments of that game last night at Golden State, and I want you to hear <laughs> all of the people involved, J.R., LeBron, Tyron Lue, even the, the Warriors players who couldn't believe what they were seeing. I want you to get the reaction from everyone involved last night on what is going to go down forever as the J.R. Smith game. You got the Vic Lombardi Show. This hour is brought to you by CDOT. Join the cannabis conversation. How do you feel about marijuana and driving? Is drug driving a problem? Join the cannabis conversation at coloradocannabisconvo.com. coloradocannabisconvo.com. Veterans, it's time to take advantage of the VA benefits you have earned. This is Ryan Harris. And Nate Crackman. And we thank you for your service and want to see that you receive the greatest savings when it comes to owning a home on the land you have defended. When using your VA benefits, there's no down payment or mortgage insurance required. Plus, you'll receive some of the lowest rates in the industry. Already in a mortgage? No problem. You can refinance any existing mortgage into a VA loan while receiving access to 100% of your home's value. And even though it's called a VA loan, it's available to active duty military and spouses. So you don't have to wait to take advantage of such incredible savings. A salary-based mortgage consultant will listen to your financial goals and will customize a loan program to fit your needs. So just call 303-695-7000. That's 303-695-7000. Or visit them online at AmericanFinancing.net. They're open seven days a week. American Financing, the official mortgage company of Altitude 950. And MLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. There is no better endorsement of a business than the customers that shop there. Hi, I'm Alan Roach, and I've recommended Johnson Auto Plaza since my first visit 20 years ago, and I'm certainly not alone. Here's a few comments shared recently by Johnson Auto Plaza customers. Darren writes, exceeded all expectations. Not the typical high-pressure car dealer. Keep it up. I'll refer all friends and family to Johnson Auto Plaza. Tammy said, this is the third car we've purchased. We love the Johnson no-pressure experience. We'll be back soon for another car. From Cynthia, a very very pleasant experience. They weren't pushy. The salesman treated my husband and I like old friends. Thank you for everything. That's just a few of the many real people's experiences with the real people at Johnson Auto Plaza. There is a difference, and it's all because of the Johnson family way of doing business. Ask me or anyone else that's been there. Enjoy special savings and incentives on over 600 new Jeeps and Rams during the Jeep Celebration event. North of E470 on Highway 85, johnsonautoplaza.com. Mile High Jewelers has an amazing selection in custom-made rings, chains, watches, nameplates, bracelets, and pendants. Shop with the leaders in custom jewelry. Mile High Jewelers. If you can dream it, this Colorado-based company can make it. They also specialize in jewelry and watch repair. And Mile High Jewelers is where your hometown professional athletes shop. Find them in three convenient locations. In the Highlands across from Mile High Stadium, Aurora Mall, and Citadel Mall in Colorado Springs. Follow them on Instagram at Mile High Jewelers and MileHighJewelers.com. There I was, pushing up off of the floor, and I kept hearing a crack, crack, crack in my elbow. Shooting baskets, crack, crack, crack in my elbow. My elbow was in pain, and I needed help. And I turned to my friends at the Center for Spine and Orthopedics. 
It's your boy, Ryan Harris, champion of Super Bowl 50, here to tell you about my fantastic experience with the Center for Spine and Orthopedics. You can have your outpatient appointments, surgery, lab, x-rays, and even MRIs right there. And I didn't have time to walk around and find three different MRI places, wait six months to get this pain out of my elbow. No, I needed help right away. And Center for Spine and Orthopedics helped me right away. They have internationally renowned spine surgeons, foot, ankle, and wound care, as well as veterans in pain management with nearly 30 years of experience helping patients manage their daily pain. Go with the best and go with the Center for Spine and Orthopedics. Give them a call at 303-287-2800. That's 303-287-2800. Or visit them online at centerforspineandortho.com. The Altitude 950 traffic update. I-25 southbound has been closed all morning between University and Colorado Boulevard. Traffic is stopping around 6th Avenue. Police are hoping to have that reopen very soon, and that due to overnight police activity. This report brought to you by Sherwin-Williams. There is an accident, Parker Road at 225, impacting both directions of Parker Road, and the ramps coming off of 225. From your home to your whole block, ask Sherwin-Williams and save 30% on paints and stains during the National Paint. Week sale May 25th through June 4th. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station. Now back to Vic Lombardi. Four seconds still remain. The Warriors do have a timeout. George Hill again takes the basketball. Three deliberate dribbles. A 10-year veteran with a moderate knee bend. It's up. It's short. It's grabbed by J.R. Smith. Smith. It's going to run it out. I think Jr. didn't know how much time was left. Jr. trying to dribble up near the timeline, and we're going to overtime. Oh, my goodness. I think Jr. thought the Cavs had the lead. He grabbed the loose ball, dribbled up near midcourt, and by the time he decided to pass it to somebody, the clock had expired. You know, I listen, I appreciate people trying to deflect criticism away from Jr. Smith. Noble. Very noble of you, but uh, sorry. You can't blame George Smith. Yeah, all right, great. Or George Hill. George Hill missed a free throw. Happens all the time. Okay? What doesn't happen all the time is a dude grabbing a rebound under the basket thinking the game is over. <laughs> that, that doesn't happen. Right? No, I agree with you. But there are multiple people who messed up. George Hill sure. could have made the free throw. Well, yeah, but again, th- those are physical moves. Physical mistakes. Ty Lue could have called a timeout. No, that's stupid of you to think that Ty Lue <laughs> had time to assess what the hell J.R. Wow. Smith was doing and call a timeout. There's four port... Well, seven really seconds feel. left. He gets the rebound at the free throw line, not three feet from the hoop. He gets it at the free throw line and starts dribbling out toward half court. I'm calling timeout right there with two and a half seconds left. So there you're, was all saying, kinds of time. you're saying that if you're running the show, you know exactly what J.R. Smith's doing. Oh, my God, no, J.R. Smith thinks the game's over. The Let's first, call timeout. The first thing I did was look and see if they had timeouts. And it, I, I know if he misses the free throw and we get the rebound, I'm calling a timeout. I already know that. If I'm the head coach, I know what I'm doing. I'm calling a timeout. Before we get into this run of uh, sound bites, and you're going to get even more upset when you hear all this stuff. The most astonishing thing I've heard today was the ESPN radio call of that game. Do we have that, Jesse? Can we pop that up? That was amazing. I I did not hear it until this morning that J.R. Smith was not the only person in that building who thought Cleveland was up. The person calling the game thought Cleveland was up. We've got it, Vic. Here we go. Listen. Free throw up. Free throw's going to be short. Rebounded by Smith. Two seconds to go. He dribbles out. They got a foul. They can't get him. The Cavaliers on the road, stunning the Golden State Warriors in game one. Tied at 107. My bad. Tied at 107. 
My bad. My bad. You gotta just. It's like a doctor walking out of the operating room. Oh yeah, he's dead. Oh my bad. Nah, he's good. They uh, go. Coming in this morning, Clay Travis and his crew were trying to come up with analogies of what this was like if you were in another profession. So one of the good ones I thought was like uh, a pilot landing at the wrong airport. Yeah. Be like, my you, bad. You, you get on the plane, going to Seattle. Uh, they steady lands in Portland. My bad. Hey, we're my bad. We'll get you there. That's kind of the equivalent. Oh, you wanted a haircut. Oh, I <laughs> thought you wanted it all off. My bad. Yeah. It'll grow back. My bad. Well, I, again, th- now this gives me reason to believe that J.R. Smith is not as, uh, well, J.R. as we all thought. Even the announcer thought the game was over. Remarkable. Because I'm sitting yeah. in my house, like many people were, going, what the hell are you doing, J.R.? What are you doing? What are you doing? I, Can I get I, the drop from uh, Marlo? What is he doing? Because that's what I was doing? thinking. I yes. can't. I can't believe you don't put any of this on Tyloo or on LeBron okay. for not calling a timeout. Let's go down the line. Here we go. After the game, J.R. Smith wondering what was going through his head. Well, he had originally. Okay, after the game, Tyloo told everybody, "Let's start with cut number two here, Jesse, because I want to go in succession of what happened last night." Cut number two, Tyloo, head coach of the Cavs, on what he told J.R. and what J.R. told him after the game. What did you say or what did JR say to you in the locker room about the, the play at the end of regulation? He thought, he thought it was over. Thought it was, thought it was over. As he thought we were up one. That's what Ty Lue heard from JR. Yeah. And that's what he said to LeBron on the court mm-hmm. during the game. We thought could all read his lips. Yeah. Okay. Here's JR Smith after the game. Cut one. JR Smith after the game when asked, what were you thinking? Tie ball game. Uh, we had a timeout. And I was trying to get enough space, uh, because I obviously can't stand right there. Um, trying to get enough space to bring it out to get it, maybe get a shot off. And then I seen, I looked, I looked over at Brian, he looked like he was trying to call timeout, so I just stopped. And then, uh, the game was over. What, what, what just happened there? Uh, he changed his story. He's trying to not look dumb by lying. So, the new story is he knew the game was tied, but he's bringing the ball out to call a timeout. Well then why not call a timeout? I mean, come on, JR. Yeah, exactly. You're, you can come call on. a timeout. Well, and we witnessed with our own eyes in come Denver, JR Smith has all the talent in the world, all the talent in the world. He's an incredible athlete. His NBA resume is phenomenal. He's just a knucklehead. And that was a knucklehead move, and you should have channeled your inner ESPN announcer dude and said, my bad. Yep. Wow. Just exactly right. Just say, I had a brain fart, and I apologize. I'm going to make up for it in game two. Yep. It's not hard. It's not hard. Don't run from it. Uh, cut for Jesse. Kevin Durant, who, by the way, how did Kevin Durant get out-rebounded for that ball in that situation? He would have been the guy that we've been talking about today. Yeah, he, he had position. He was on the block, and J.R. out-rebounds a seven-footer? Anyway, here's Durant on what he saw. Well, they still had enough time to get a shot-off. They still got a shot-off with that. Uh, but I thought he was looking for LeBron. Because I was right there. I mean, if he had tried to put a layup up, I, I, I thought I had a good chance to contest it. But I'm glad we don't even got to think about that. He was shocked. The fact that Jr. didn't just get the ball to LeBron to me is the biggest blunder. Even if you think it's tied, give it to LeBron. That's but who you, you want the them to foul. The, you got the ball under the basket. Why would you want to kick it out when you're there under the basket? Uh, I, I see. I don't think he. I think he's at the free throw line. He wasn't the the low man on the block. I think he. I don't think he's right under the basket. How did Jr. even get the rebound? Has anyone that's what I'm talked saying. about that? Like, that's, I, I, well, I just said that. Oh. I said Kevin Durant had position. He's seven feet tall, and Jr. 
out-rebounded Durant. Well, and who's the cat who missed the free throw? George Hill? Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is all bailing George Hill out this morning. We would be uh, crushing George Hill for missing that free throw. He's an NBA player. He's got to make that free throw. He, he didn't bend his knees. It was short. It was badly short. He choked. He choked. George tie, Hill tie choked. ball game, chance to go up by a point with 4.7 seconds left, and he missed the free throw. Well, JR choked more than George Hill. Agreed. People miss free throws. Agreed, but Ty Lue and... <laughs> you would know. Ty Lue yes. and LeBron choked, too. Call a timeout. Yeah. All right, yeah, it's uh, five seconds. All cut, kinds of cut time. Cut number five. Uh, Kevin Love, because everyone wants to always know, what is Kevin Love thinking during this thing? I really feel like nobody's immune to mistakes. You know, JR's, you know, thing could have gone up and made a play, but, uh, you know, mistakes happen. Yeah, they happen. Draymond Green, you were laughing at the end of the game. Did you see that exchange, by the way, between Tristan Thompson and Draymond? <sighs> How badly did you want Trips, Tristan to take the ball and Place it inside Draymond's mouth. I can't stand Draymond Green. I can't stand that guy. I, I physically wanted him to take the basketball, and then Thompson got ejected, and place it inside Draymond's mouth. I wanted to see that. I think I would like the Warriors if it weren't for Draymond Green. Here's Draymond after the game. You know, that's that's a part of the game. You know, being being locked in, and, I mean, you got to know the score. That's just kind of basketball. Like, you got to know if you're winning or losing or tie. So, um, yeah, we'll, like I said, we'll take it, and you know, sometimes it's good to be a little lucky. So, I mean, we've, lucky they were. We've seen these kind of, you know, mental lapses before. It, it was a couple weeks ago. ESPN was showing the highlight of Larry Walker catching a ball when he was in Expo at Dodger Stadium. It was the second out. He thought it was the third out. He gave it to a fan. And yeah. then he had to go get the ball back because the guys on the base pads were just base sure. pads were just running around. But you can't do that in a in game one of the can't World Series in, in the ninth series. inning. No, can't do it in a championship series in a game that would have changed and altered the entire series. All right, uh, LeBron finally because LeBron was the guy everyone was talking about. Dude scores fifty one. Is that the final fifty one yeah. eight and eight? I mean, a ridiculous line against the best team in basketball, and it still wasn't enough. Here's uh, here's LeBron's comments after the game. Yeah, we got to move on. I mean, it's a, you know, this game is it's over and done with. We had our opportunities, you know, and um, you know, I, I would never give up on Jr. It's not, it's not my mo. I don't give up on any of my players, so uh, any of my teammates. So um, I don't think that even needs to be said. Well, of course he said all the right things. He yelled at Jr. during the course of play. You saw him saying, "What are you thinking?" Okay, but, but he's he, not going to jump all over him afterwards. That's not what that's not what LBJ does. Here's the thing, though: if you're going to be the guy who takes charge all the time, makes all the decisions, runs the show, then with 4.7 seconds left, when your teammate gets the rebound and starts dribbling away from the hoop, take charge and call a timeout. Uh, yeah, man, you're yeah. Being, you're being rough. No, I, I mean, mean you're, hey, you're that guy now, who says, well, maybe LeBron should have warned everyone that, hey, it was tied after the uh, first free throw. Let's be, I mean, come on. Okay, man, so we're going to be the guy who goes, we give J.R. Smith zero responsibility ever during the season. But now we're going to blame him for not making a good decision. Let me get this straight. Manchester's trying to find a way to blame this on LeBron James. I'm just saying there are multiple people who could have solved this situation. J.R. Smith is number one. He's wow. most at fault. Okay, but also at fault is the guy who missed the free throw. Also at fault is the head coach, and also at fault is the guy who has to run the entire show and just called him my no. players because no. he runs the show. You should have seen him could have called the timeout. I was that, running the show. That, I was playing first base, so running the There's show. You would have been proud of me. one person at fault, and it's J.R. Smith, and that's it. It was 4.7 seconds it. left. There were one. a lot of people who could have called it. the timeout. You want oh. the, entire, the entire city of Cleveland's at fault. I mean, come on. 
Yeah, the entire city of Cleveland was on the floor last uh, night with the ability to call a timeout. Final I'm sorry, question. LeBron James runs the entire show, but in this situation, he had no responsibility. Oh, okay, that makes sense. I, I admire LeBron for not throwing JR under the bus. Final question, he got a little fed up with it. He walked out of the press conference. Here's how it goes. From listening to everybody's reaction to the play at the end with JR getting the rebound, there's still confusion about whether JR thought the game was tied. Or, the way, or whether he thought you guys were ahead. From where you stood on the court and from talking to him after the play, what do, what's your reaction to it? What's your version? What do you mean, what's my version? Well, did he think that the game was tied, or did he think that you guys had it salted away? How do I know that? Or did you discuss it at all with him at the end of the play? No. They asked me if I talked to JR about it. I said no already. I knew it was a tie game. We, met, we, we was down one. Um, George Hill went up. He made the first one. We got the offensive rebound. I thought we were all aware of what was going on. That's my view. So I don't know what Jr. was thinking. I don't know the question that you're trying to ask. I was just trying to see if you you knew exactly what his state of mind was. Did he think that you guys had it won, or did he think he was trying to make a play? Not no. sure. Okay. What do you mean? I'm not sure. No, I don't know his state of mind. Did you know if he knew the score? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All very valid questions. <laughs> yeah, but it's good on. journalism. Listen, man, it's not time to play Mike Wallace. Give me a break. Did oh. you know his state of mind? Did you know? Give me a break. It's a freaking basketball game. The guy made a mistake. Everybody knows he made a mistake. And this guy's trying to get. The, he's obviously trying to prompt LeBron James into saying something bad about the guy. That's no, exactly. He's trying what to figure doing. out what happened because oh, Jr. Oh, didn't say he made a mistake. Jr. said, "I thought we were going to call a timeout." And these reporters who really break this down as if it's. Really important stuff. Bad time. It's a game, man. The guy had a brain fart. We all saw it. Calm down. I thought it was good questions. Yeah, of course you did. I'm with Manchester. That was good journalism. That was a question you get from somebody who works in the Eastern time zone. So that's great journalism? Because Mark, whatever his name, starts... Pestering LeBron James, trying to get him something to say something bad about his I, teammate. That's I want to. I want to hear somebody do journalist. that. I want to hear somebody do that to VJ this year after he bungles the the clock at the end of the half. Now wait a minute. Why did you call a timeout there so you could punt? What? Yeah. What do you? Adam what? on the text line crushed it. He said, "I didn't realize Vance Joseph was coaching the Cavs last <laughs> night." <laughs> call a timeout, Tyron. When we come back, we shift our attention to Game Three of the Stanley Cup Finals. We'll talk to Greg Wyshynski of ESPN.com. It's that busy time of year with the end of school approaching. Baseball, soccer, track events. No time to prepare a sit-down meal. Black Eyed Pea to the rescue. It's Vic Lombardi for the Black Eyed Pea. Stop in for great meals to go. They have grilled fish, burgers, hot roast, chicken fried steak. Order a combo with two of your favorites on the plate. Save time during this busy time of year. Get home cooking to go. It's locally owned and operated. It's the Black Eyed Pea. What will you do with your $5,000 bonus? First Transit is hiring full-time drivers. Apply today and get a $5,000 hiring bonus. Starting pay is $15.38 an hour. $15.38 an hour paid training and a $5,000 hiring bonus for drivers. Benefits after 30 days. No experience required. Apply in person at the Colorado Boulevard location in Commerce City. What will you do with your $5,000 hiring bonus? Go to work for First Transit. Apply today in person at the Colorado Boulevard location 
in Commerce City. Summer is coming and so is the heat. And at Bestway Insulation, their goal is to save you up to 50 to 70% off on your summer energy bill. New XL Energy rebates are available right now, making it affordable to insulate your home for the summer. And the best part, Bestway Insulation will do all the paperwork for you. Call today and learn more about how Bestway Insulation could save you up to 50 to 70% off on your summer energy bill. 303-469-0808. 303-469-0808. Bestway Insulation. 303-469-0808. Denver's real estate market is booming, and you may be able to cash in with an investment in yourself and your career. Axiom Academy will train you to be a successful, in-demand, certified home inspector. A part-time schedule could earn you upwards of $85,000 a year. One recent grad is already making more than 700 bucks a day. The next course starts June 4th. Start investing in yourself. Visit LearnWithTheAcademy.com for more information. That's LearnWithTheAcademy.com. This month, Shop Automotive is doing something incredible. They're honoring our active military and veterans by making a $5,000 donation to the Danny Dietz Foundation. And they're doing it at all shop dealerships. So if you're in the market for a BMW, Honda, Mini, or one of hundreds of pre-owned vehicles across the shop campus, you can feel good knowing you're doing business at a Colorado company that gives in their own backyard. Shop Automotive. One price, one person, one hour. Elevate your golf game at South Suburban's Demo Days on Friday, June 8th. Hey there, Denver. It's your boy, Ryan Harris. And the free event kicks off at 3.30 p.m. at the Lone Tree Golf Course. Try out products from top brands, including Callaway, TaylorMade, Titleist, and more. Place your order and receive 15% off manufacturer-suggested prices and have your clubs custom-fit by their PGA Pro staff. Enjoy music on the patio and great food and beer specials. For more information, visit ssprd.org. As America's economy has evolved, so have apprenticeships. Today, they are meeting the needs of our economy in industries such as IT, healthcare, and financial services. In fact, these modern industries are employing adult, youth, and veteran apprentices, gaining a competitive advantage and developing the next evolution of America's workforce. To learn more, visit ApprenticeshipEvolution.com. Sponsored by the State of Colorado and aired in cooperation with the Colorado Broadcasters Association and this station. The Altitude 950 traffic update. Southbound I-25 has been reopened between University and Colorado Boulevard after being shut down for about five hours or so this morning. Traffic brought to you by Scott's Turf Builder Weed and Feed. So consequently, you still have some stop traffic between 6th Avenue and University trying to unwind from that earlier closure. Spring is here and Scott's Turf Builder Weed and Feed kills weeds while greening and strengthening your grass. Pick up a bag today. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude. Altitude 950. The Altitude 950 hotline is now open. Call 303-753-0950 to join the show. Two minutes to go. And a bucked up Dan Holpe watching a bad bounce out of the corner. And a shot and a save made by Braden Holpe. Oh, my. As Alex Tuck was robbed on a puck that came bouncing out of the corner. And Washington by a whisker. Still on top with 159 to go. My goodness, Braden Holpe. Stanley Cup Finals all tied up at a game apiece. Game three tomorrow night in the nation's capital. We welcome from ESPN.com. Greg Wyshynski to enlighten us a bit on this series. Greg, appreciate a few minutes this morning, my man. Um, it's my pleasure to be here. I, I just wish that we had time to come up with something more creative than calling that the save. But it seems like that's what we're going with here in D.C. We're going to just yeah, call it the yeah, save going forward. Yeah. 
Well, you know, I, I wanted to start there because when we started the series, everybody thought that the uh, huge advantage was with Flurry in goal, but who would have thought that Holpe's save, Holpe's stick work, may have changed the entire tune of the series? Yeah, I mean, Barry Trotz's coach said that he thought the game was over after that save, which is something you don't necessarily hear a coach say with uh, about two minutes left and the uh, opposing goaltender pulled. But, you know, the thing about, about Holpe is that he's just been absolutely rolling uh, the last couple weeks. Obviously, the back-to-back shutouts, only the fifth NHL goalie in history to have back-to-back shutouts in games six and seven of a series. Uh, I didn't think either goalie played poorly in game one, despite the final score. But in game two, you can see Holtby definitely kind of exerting himself in this series. And then the thing about Flurry that I find interesting is that, you know, for all of the success that he had in the, in the first three rounds of these playoffs, this is a guy the Capitals know. <laughs> they know him really well. They've played against him for over ten years, some of these players. And they've had success against him statistically, maybe not so much on the ice, uh, where Fleury has uh, been a, a tormentor of theirs in the postseason, but his stats against the Capitals are not that great. So uh, I think they come into the series knowing who they're going against and not nearly being intimidated by the, uh, the save percentage he had after three rounds, which, by the way, was the best save percentage in NHL history for any goaltender that had at least 15 games in a single postseason. So Fleury... Flurry uh, earned all the accolades, but in this series, I think uh, Holtby is up to the task. Trotz keeps calling, uh, talking about these hockey gods and how the bounces went his team's <laughs> way. Is, is that to assume then the bounces went against him in Game One? <laughs> it's you know there was a comedian back in the day who used to do a bit uh, about uh, NFL players that uh, credited uh, God with uh, with victories. Uh, and wondered where the guy who says Jesus made me fumble uh, was in post-game uh, <laughs> conversation. The hockey gods are a fickle group, but uh, Barry Trotz is uh, steadfast in believing that if you uh, play the game the right way and earn your breaks, the hockey gods will smile upon you. And, you know, it's been proven right to this postseason for the Capitals. I mean, I've, I've covered this team for a very long time. I've never seen the level of buy-in from the entire lineup like I have in this postseason run. It's been remarkable to see players, you know, staying in their lanes, not trying to do too much. It's been remarkable to see Alex Ovechkin, for example, not only put up the kinds of points that he did in previous postseasons, but do it at moments in which they were necessary and needed, uh, like uh, game-winning goals and, and the first goal of Game 7, for example. So uh, I think he brings up the hockey gods to, as an example of the things that this team is doing right and earning their breaks, and I think so far they have. What is the status on uh, Kuznetsov and that arm? Is, is he going to be available tomorrow night? Well, we don't know yet. Um, the, the Capitals are, are about to start their optional practice here on the off day between games. Uh, Trot said yesterday that Kuznetsov is day-to-day with an upper body injury, which is kind of to be expected. The, the Capitals were very sort of uh, uh, protective, let's say, of Nicholas Backstrom's status after he injured his hand, hand in Game 5 against the Penguins, missed Game 6, missed the first three games of the Lightning series. I imagine we're going to see the same thing here with Kuznetsov. There's nothing, there's no reason to disclose this injury to anybody uh, before uh, before Game Three, and even during before Game, like the day of Game Three, they might not do it anyway either because you know they could just say he's day to day, day to day, day to day until the series is over, and then no one will be any the wiser. Greg, you've covered the league. You talk to a bunch of hockey purists on a daily basis. Is it good or bad for the NHL? that a first-year expansion team is three wins away from a Stanley Cup championship? Um, it's, it's, it's good, I think, on the whole. I mean, obviously, the expansion team being Las Vegas and 
and the, the interest in this team has been palpable. The ratings have been very strong for this series so far. Um, and, uh, and obviously a lot of that has to do with people tuning in to see, you know, 10 minutes of medieval times <laughs> at the start of every game. Yeah. To, uh, and that's and that's pure Vegas right there. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think if anything, it's it's bad for the next expansion team that comes in. I mean, you know, assuming it's going to be Seattle, and that's the assumption, they're going to have the same expansion rules as the Golden Knights. And quite frankly, the bar is rather high right now. Um, you know, the thing about Vegas that made them successful isn't simply just the quality of players they were handed to the expansion draft, but leveraging those rules to get other teams to make mistakes and trying to protect guys from being selected. And I think what's going to happen for the next team that goes through this is that, yeah, they're going to get a good slate of players again, but I think teams are going to be a little bit smarter about trying to give up too much uh, to uh, protect players. There are going to be teams that simply won't look to bargain next time and are just going to let some players slip away. Interesting. Uh, here with uh, Gary, uh, Greg Wyshynski of ESPN.com. Greg, I always want to get a national perspective on what folks think of the avalanche. And we knew that, uh, Coming down the stretch, Jared Bednar did such a fabulous job. He'd be a candidate for Coach of the Year. I'm interested to find out why Joe Sackick did not become a finalist for Executive of the Year, given what the Avs did in this rebuild. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the the uh, GM of the Year award is sort of one that's a little bit confusing. It's it's voted on by this panel of people that kind of cut across uh, uh, all walks of hockey life. You've got some executives, you've got some some journalists, you've got a bunch of people that vote on that award. Um, and it's kind of a confusing award, too, because uh, it usually has to do with the immediacy of the impact of the moves you make. So, you know, you make a big deal at the trade deadline, let's say, and make the playoffs. Uh, now you're, you're going to probably be a finalist for that award. They also do take into account, I believe this is going to change the award, uh, a little bit of postseason time as well to see, you know, exactly how well your team did. So in Sackick's case, listen, I think he, out of all the trades made, in the, in the regular season this year, there is absolutely no question that the, uh, the haul he got in the Duchesne trade was one of the best moves by an executive this season. Uh, so if you want to make the argument that he should have been part of that, uh, that, that group of finalists for the award, uh, you'd have my attention. But it's, at the end of the day, an award that's kind of hard to figure out as far as the criteria goes and as far as what the uh, voters are looking for when they nominate these guys. How do you explain what happened to Matt Duchesne? Because he was a damn good player for several years here. I mean, I... I I, I, I never wish, I always wish well, people who come and go. Will he return to what he was a couple of years ago as a member of the Avalanche? You know, he sort of found his stride a little bit towards the end of the season um, and developed some, some chemistry with the guys he was playing with. Uh, Hoffman, for example, up in Ottawa. I think they played pretty well together. Um, so I think there's always a the chance that, that things will turn around for him. I just think that he just, <laughs> listen, he's, he, he's a pretty sensitive guy, right? We kind of know that. Like when he, when things went, Went south for him. Uh, you know, he's been candid about the fact that he played so poorly down the stretch that one year because of how he was feeling and, and, and kind of just losing his smile and that kind of thing. And so I think in, in Duchesne's case, you know, there, there, it, there's going to be some time where he needs to feel comfortable in Ottawa, uh, maybe find the right line, make combinations. And then, you know, hopefully the team can <laughs> figure itself out. I mean, it's got a lot of questions right now insofar as what's going to happen with Eric Carlson and everything else. But, um, I, you know, he's just always seemed to me to be a pretty sensitive guy. And, uh, and perhaps, you know, that's been one of the reasons why his game has been so wildly inconsistent is that when things aren't going right or when there's a cloud of, of uh, confusion and doubt hanging over him, like uh, with the trade stuff, uh, it seems to affect him more than others. Last one, Greg. Uh, we knew the uh, ticket prices in Vegas would go through the roof. What's it look like in the capital city where uh, 
<laughs> Come on, man. Everybody seems to be a Caps fan these days. <laughs> you know, I actually haven't gotten a chance to really check yet to see exactly what the uh, what the prices look like here. Um, but I'm, they're going to be astronomical. I mean, it's I wrote nuts. about it last week on, ES, on ESPN. I wrote about it last week about how, uh, you know, this is a city that's been waiting 20 years to have the, get, the Caps get back to the conference, to the Stanley Cup final, rather. And it's been waiting since, I think, like, 91 for another championship in the city because of the Redskins drought and the Nationals uh, kind of, uh, you know, screwing up in the playoffs here and there. So I imagine that the interest is going to be off the roof. But they are going to have some viewing parties as well around the city. Uh, sponsored by the team to uh, give people a chance to watch this thing, even if they're not going to be in the arena. Greg, uh, thanks for your time, as always. Enjoy Game 3. Okay. Take care. That is Greg Wyshynski, ESPN.com. Uh, it is the Caps hosting the Golden Knights tomorrow night in the nation's capital. That will be a hot ticket. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the rate, those ticket prices? I know it was hot in Vegas, but uh, I expect the same tomorrow night in Washington, D.C. When we come back, our morning sugar fix. More on that uh, ridiculous finish last night in the Bay Area. And any thoughts you may have, 30933 is our text line, 30933. You got the Vic Lombardi Show. It's Friday on Altitude 950. Nate Kreckman. It is incredible that Brian Colangelo, general manager of an NBA team, he has thin enough skin that he felt the need to create multiple Twitter multiple. accounts, stories about his players that would undermine them and absolve him. Ryan Harris. A tweet like this, alternative fact, Joel Embiid is not the future of the franchise, so who cares if he's not 100%? Let's exploit him. Are you insane? Crackman and Harris, 3 to 6, on Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. So everyone is still talking about cannabis. Because frankly, there's still lots to talk about. Join the conversation with CDOT. Tell us about your habits, behaviors, and thoughts on marijuana and driving. Is drugged driving a problem? How might we solve it? CDOT wants your thoughts, whether you consume cannabis or not. What we do in Colorado can make our communities better, preserve our quality of life, and improve safety. Join the cannabis conversation at coloradocannabisconvo.com. The road to success is paved with your new career at Brandon Sand and Gravel. Since 1906, they're one of the most respected concrete and construction companies. Construction season is coming, and Brandon is hiring right now. They need Class A and B CDL drivers and operators and laborers. They need you. Brandon offers competitive wages, a full benefits package, including matching 401K. Become a part of the Brandon team. Apply today at Brandon1.com. That's B-R-A-N-N-A-N, the number one, dot com. We're here in the shop at Farland Classic Restoration in Englewood. Here's the owner, Jack Farland. Jack, you guys win some serious car awards. What's the latest? Well, we just finished a 1961 Ferrari 250 PF Cabriolet. It won a Platinum Award at Cavallino in Florida. It also won the Best Restoration Award at the show. That's huge. That's kind of like the Oscars for classic Ferraris, isn't it? That's it, exactly. Our restorations do very well at places like Pebble Beach and Amelia Island. So all the other major shows in this like serious car collector world. That's impressive. How long has the shop been around? We've been in business for 27 years, so we've been here for quite a while. And our guys are really the best around. If I look around the shop, I'm seeing Porsches, Ferraris, Mercedes, and some really impressive muscle cars. We do work on many kinds of investment-level classics. We do everything under one roof here. And you have a showroom with classics for sale? That's right. Have a look at FarlandCars.com or on Facebook under Farland Classic Restoration. 
Hey, sports fans, Vic Lombardi here. You know, I like to bike, I like to play basketball, golf. Well, I got issues with my back. I visited a place in downtown Denver called Downtown's Healthcare, and I've never felt better. Joining us now is Dr. Gary Rademacher, who founded Downtown's Healthcare. It's different. It's unique. Why? It's unique because we have a team approach. So we have medical providers, we have chiropractors, we have rehab specialists, we have massage therapists underneath one roof where we provide physical and regenerative medicine. So the goal is to help people get off of medications and and avoid unnecessary surgeries. Yeah, and that's the thing. I've had haven't had to lean on my Advil anymore. I just go in there, I make sure that I'm properly adjusted. I get a massage. I get whatever I need to make the problem go away. That's my favorite aspect. Does insurance cover this? Some of it it doesn't, but we've never turned anyone away who actually wants and or needs the care. If someone's willing to work with us, we work with them. If you want to get fixed up, Downtown's Healthcare is the place to go. Downtownshealthcare.com. That's downtowns with an S. Downtownshealthcare.com. Check it out. The Altitude 950 traffic update. Southbound I-25 was shut down at University for police activity from about 3 a.m. last night till a few minutes ago where all lanes have been reopened. Southbound is still very slow between 6th and University. Traffic is brought to you by Scott's Turf Builder Weed and Feed. Police are keeping the ramp from University onto Southbound I-25 shut down for additional ongoing investigation. Spring is here and Scott's Turf Builder Weed and Feed kills weeds while greening and strengthening your grass. Pick up a bag today. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Did you guys see they uh, released the football schedules for CU and CSU? Uh, I did not. Yes, sir. August Uh, 31st, Friday night, Mile High Stadium. The Rocky Mountain Showdown, 7.30 kickoff, CU-CSU. How many years in a row would CSU have to win that game to even up the all-time series? Like 40? Trolling early on this Friday morning. Like we, They could win every game between now and like 2058. It is an Just early asking. troll job by Manchester. The following week, this is the game I've been waiting for, albeit, you know, Nebraska is not what it used to be, but still, I miss it. See you in Lincoln, September eighth, one thirty kickoff. I will be there, renting an RV, driving to the game. Why do you put yourself through that? Why, you know, I would never want to go to an opposing team's place and be sitting among the op. I I would never want to do that. Mm, I was there when. Alex Henry made a 57-yard oh, field goal to God, beat the I Buffs. I was ready they were, to celebrate. They were about to punt. Remember that? Yeah. They, they were it was fourth and 25. Mm-hmm. I was uh, I was there for that. I I want to be in the building when the Buffs beat the Huskers. I got to I got to do it at some point. So I've had to wanna, sit through many losses. You want to subject yourself to all that pain? No, it's it's not going to be pain. It's going to be great. And here's the other thing. I want to be there, and I want to hear the quote-unquote best fans in college football give me grief like they did when they thought they were going to lose. Uh, I want to I want to just call them out for being the hypocrites that they are. That's what I want, right to their it, face. It's easy to give you grief. No, did you ever? Hear, did I ever tell you the story when I got punched at the C, at the CU Nebraska game? <laughs> hey, you got punched in the shot. face? No. Oh, uh, where in the arm? Yeah, in the in the arm by some. They were 
it, we were like, you know. By some 72-year-old elderly lady? What? what no, happened? we were like passing, right? Like they were walking one way, I was walking the other way, and the guy just, I'm wearing a CU shirt, slugs me in the left shoulder. <laughs> and I turn, and I don't know which one it was. There was like four So dudes. you get flipped off every day. You get your flip-flops stolen. You get stalked because you're fancy black shorts. Uh-huh. I mean, your life Maybe. is, dude, Vic, shouldn't we just like make James's life like a Netflix series or something? Maybe it's a you problem. Oh, you, I, I got, I got chased down and, and MF'd by a like 16 year old kid the other day in his car <laughs> who was like trying to get me to go into another parking lot and fight him. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> what happened? Were you driving like a jerk? No, he was. He was like passing people in the turn lanes on 120th, just blowing yeah. through. I need to, what is the proper reaction? And I, okay, I'll say this is my fault. So I'm turning right into oncoming traffic and it's a, it's a street where there aren't many cars, but as I'm turning, I notice that there's a truck coming real fast. Okay. Way above the speed limit. And as I'm in the middle of my turn, I'm like, well, I can't, you know, I can't stop now. I got to go. So I tried to gun it and he had to slow down. He had to slow down because I didn't get out there fast enough. Well, he's honking. He's flipping me the bird. He's going nuts. Was his reaction, is that a proper reaction for what I did? No. Did, did I really mess no. up his day? No. Could he give you a little honk of like, hey, next time can you use your, you know, your head a little more there? Yeah. Whatever. Sure. Did but I like, J.R. Smith that move? A little bit. A little bit. But it was so bad, this, this kid who went from, tried to get me to go in one parking lot when I didn't chase me into the parking lot I actually went into to go to my appointment. This, and he jumps out and he starts yelling at me. And then he walks well, what back. What was he going to do? He walks back and acts like he's going to punch my car, which then I go over to him like, hey, dude, you better not do that. Whoa. I walk into my appointment and the people that were in the like waiting area, like they had their phone. They're ready to call 911. And they said, wow, you handled that really well. You really kept your cool. How about that? How uh, about that? Again, collar me, collar me shocked. What? That's amazing that he'd get out of his car, though. Oh, this guy was. He was on something, cause then when he drives off, he starts screaming out of his open window, this is America, mother blanker, this is America, mother oh, blank, that's what he's screaming at me. It was the yeah. most bizarre thing. He was on, he was on I'm, the devils. I'm just glad I got through that story without actually using the word. He was on the devils? Oh, that's uh, more, that's more than devils, bro. He was driving like a, did you call the cops man. on the kid? No. You should have. I, I have a picture of his license plate, cause I, I had to go into my appointment, and I thought he might come back and actually punch my car once I wasn't there. You're smart. Some of the texts coming in regarding your um, proclamation that you will be attending CU at Nebraska. Got my four tickets, says Texter4771. Staying at the Marriott in Lincoln. Can't wait. Now, you staying at the Cornhusker or a different Marriott? 1203, don't wear your black shorts. These things will continue to happen to you. You are the problem. <laughs> I'm not the problem. I'm a magnet for these kind of people. I did nothing to this person. Nothing. And regarding me pulling out in front of that person, Vic, the reaction is warranted. If you pull out in front of me, you better get up to speed. Otherwise, wait for me to go by. I don't mind you going by me. I, mean, I get it. I, I pulled in front of you. I wasn't going at the proper speed. You had to slow down. But you have to sit there and honk and flip off and no, bonkers as if, what, are you on the way to the hospital to give birth? Yeah. Calm the hell down. Get, giving someone the finger. Like, I don't think people actually kind of think about what that means. Like, really? That's what he needs to tell you because you were driving five miles an hour slower than he wanted? Really? I'm officially old. Me. Sugar, please. Sugar. 
time for your morning sugar fix. Instant sugar high, sugar high, sugar high, sugar high. Woo hoo hoo, sugar slam. Shake that. One of my favorite things to do is just scream. This is America to random people on the yeah. streets. <laughs> This is America, reactions. Mother Blanker. Okay. <laughs> you bet it is. Just a, just a friendly reminder where we are. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate uh, that. At the end of the game, JR gets a rebound. <laughs> this is America! It would have made just as much sense. Like, I don't even, I don't know of any idea why he was screaming that at me. It was bizarre. And in, I, in my life, it's just a Tuesday. Funny how all this stuff happens to you, but you never do anything. I know, dude. I would tell you if I did something. Like mm-hmm. I would tell you if I honk at it. It's that vegan diet. It's that vegan diet. Hi guys, this day in 1925, Lou Gehrig replaces Wally Pip at first base, and the rest is history. Yep, Wally Pip. Wally Pipped. You don't want to get Wally Pipped. Most people now, if you use that uh, example with them, they don't know what you're talking about. Well, if you're in the sports industry. If you're in our business and you talk sports or discuss sports or write sports and you don't know who Wally Pip is and what that reference means, just go become an accountant. Yeah, you should be fired. Seriously. I'm not joking. And if you're listening to this and you want to get into the business and you've never heard of Wally Pip, I'm dead serious. Stop everything. Get out of your car. Get out of school. Go become an accountant. And if you're a coach and maybe even a father... And you never use the Wally Pip thing on a on one of your players That's or on one of your kids. You're not doing your job. What is the modern day Wally Pip? I mean, that was the first. That was the big. But what would you consider a a modern version of the Wally Pip story? Drew Bledsoe. Now he got Good hurt. One. Good but one. He never Good got one, his but job. He never back. got his job back. You're exact. That is about as apropos as it gets. You're exactly right. Because Tom Brady's going to be a Hall of Famer, one of the greatest of all time, if not the greatest. Yep. That's a great one. Thanks. I'd say in 2002, the Kings-Lakers Western Conference Final Series wraps up in seven. A lot of uh, speculation in that series that the NBA wanted it to go to seven. The Lakers won game six, shot 40 free throws overall. 27 of those free throws came in the fourth quarter. You guys yeah, remember that series? I do, and it was fishy. But here's the thing. I think, and I've, I've been an NBA tinfoil hat guy. It went out the window last night because the call they overturned, if the NBA wanted this to be a long series, yeah, they would have left it. They would have left it exactly because yeah. then the the Cavs win Game One most likely at that point. So the tinfoil hat people, how do you explain last night? Because this thing's now going to be four or five, and it would have gone six or seven if Kevin the Cavs Durant win. benefited from two very suspect calls: the charge block number one. Because listen, you, I don't care what you think of what it was, block or charge. You cannot review a judgment call. They tried to spin it off that they were reviewing whether his feet were in the uh, uh, area. That that you can't review that. that. That was not right. And then after that, the next possession, Durant comes through and George Hill knocks the ball out of his hands. They call a foul on Hill. It was abundantly clean by review. So he benefited twice. All right, in 2003, Sammy Sosa breaks his bat during a game at Wrigley Field. Tim McClellan goes to take a peek, finds there's some cork in there. Sammy Sosa gets ejected from the game. So it wasn't enough to be on the juice. He had to juice the bat, too. He said it was a bat that was only used in batting practice and that uh, he apologizes deeply. Oh, the, the lies are just so comical to me. Why would you have a corked bat for batting practice? Yeah, well, what's the benefit? Why? Because you want to see the ball fly out more? You want to practice with a light bat and then use a heavy bat? Like, you would do the opposite, actually. Like, it just makes zero sense at all. Just a terrible lie. A manager of the Cubs, Dusty Baker at the time, was uh, quoted as saying after the game, hey, what can you say? He got busted. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's the best answer. He got busted. Uh, 
It's very much like JR's response last night. Rather than just come up and say, hey, I made a mistake, oh, he tried to, he lied again. He lied twice. He made two mistakes last night. Yep. Yep. All right, you guys remember the minor league manager that went crazy? His name is Philip Wellman. He, uh, he kicked dirt on home plate, uh, took third base, threw it in the outfield, took second base, threw it in the outfield. Army crawl to the to the rousing bag yep. through yeah. Oh yeah, it was one of the greatest meltdowns in sports yeah. history. That happened uh, this day in 2007. That took about three and a half minutes to complete. Uh, he walked off the field with second base and third base in his hand to a uh, standing ovation. <laughs> that's a power move. <laughs> yeah. I have could, a meltdown. That's the way you do it. I could totally see myself doing that. <laughs> that's the Las Vegas Knights pregame show of meltdowns. <laughs> Without a doubt, I could see, see myself. And you're, you'd be like, I've been in those situations, and you're like a minute into it, and you're like, what am I doing? But you have to finish it. You How have many to true keep going. meltdowns have you had in your life? I'll, I'll ask you both that. What, what, now what qualifies as a meltdown when you're doing something and you know you're doing the wrong thing yet you keep doing it? I think so, yeah. If well, an army just, crawl is involved, I yeah. think you're melting yeah, down. you're yelling, you're screaming. I, I mean, I think I've had two or three. You know, I don't know. I, I think they've all been justified. <laughs> <laughs> yes, every single one. They have. You've never been in the wrong your entire life. I mean, I probably didn't need to get as upset as I did, but I, there was a reason I was upset. From the text line, Crazy Mike writes in, I was the one screaming at James. It's because he always talks crap about my friend Trevor, and I said, this is America! <laughs> that would have made just as much sense. All right, and that's it, fellas. Uh, Marty, what did you uh, leave on the cutting room floor? You guys uh, remember Armando Galarraga? He was in the yeah, uh, yes. midst of a perfect game, two outs yes. in the ninth, ground Joyce. ball to first. Yeah, Jim Joyce calls the guy safe, even though he was out by a good step, that happened See, on that, this day. That is a classic example of how you handle a mistake. What did Jim Joyce do after that? What did he do? He apologized. He apologized exactly. profusely. He came out publicly and said, I blew it. I feel bad for that young man. That's on me. Everybody sympathized for Joyce. Exactly. That was everybody's reaction of like, oh, I feel bad for him because he messed it up. Like, yes. like his steroids. Like we always talk about with this with the steroids. Jason Giambi, Andy Pettit. They showed you how you handle it. Roger Clemens, that's not how you handle See, it. See, maybe that's why I'm not as vile toward Raheem Moore as perhaps um, HW is. Because I, yep. I was in the locker room afterwards when he was crying. And he was sitting there talking. Well, I, I'm, I'm sorry, sorry you had a cooler I'm, job than I did at that no, point. No, but I'm, I'm I just saying, graduated college. People weren't going to hire me and give me a Broncos credential. That's not, not, on, my, try, that's not on me. I'm, I'm trying to paint the picture as to why, again, I don't go off on him like you do. Because I saw the human being yeah. behind that mistake. Okay, and, and, and I take it with me. And every I had time just I think graduated of the play, college, and I was frustrated he, that I was sending out 200 resumes and couldn't get anyone to call well, me back. Take and that I was out on Raheem Moore. I mean, Vic's point is Raheem Moore apologized. He did what we just said we want people to do: apologize, cry, did everything you're supposed to do. He, he sat there it. for 15 minutes after that mistake, and I get it. You can be mad. You can be mad. But to me, when, after I saw that, my my anger was somewhat sterilized. No, I'll but sta stand by, stand by. We had Joel Dreesen on these airwaves. I don't know, six months ago, and Joel actually for the first time in his life was willing to publicly go into the Raheem Moore thing. Jesse and Marty can find the sound. Joel was still just as upset as Raheem Moore. And guess who had more on the line that day? Me or Joel Dreesen? I'm just look, telling you. Just if you own it, if you apologize, I think it, you just got to be a kind of an a-hole to just keep piling on. <laughs> so, so you guys so, are saying that right now I should publicly forgive Raheem Moore? Yes. Oh, you can do whatever you want to do. Okay. I forgive you, Raheem Moore. I won't, <laughs> I won't be mean to you anymore. Does that make you feel better, Vic? It you think he's worried about HW's thoughts? I think not. <laughs> One more hour to go. You got the Vic Lombardi show. You know, I don't know. I, I think they've all been justified.
altitude 950. Denver's all sports station. This is the home of the Colorado Rapids. Coming up on Friday, the Colorado Rapids are at Dick's Sportage Park to host the Vancouver Whitecaps. Broadcast time is 7 o'clock with Connor Kate on the call. KKSE, Parker, Denver, home of the Colorado Rapids, the Denver Nuggets, and the Colorado Avalanche, Denver's all-sports station, Altitude 950. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. You know, I don't know, I, I think that... got the Vic Lombardi show. That was part of my thought. What was your thought there? I don't know. Was that me going on and on about how I had meltdowns and they were all justified? Up next, I've Scott been kicked and Julie. out of so many games. Scott and Julie talked to Drew Goodman at 10:45, and then they visit with the Athletics. Nikki Javala, her story about uh, the Bolin, well, the Bolin ownership situation. Where is it going? She started it with the uh, uh, quotes from Beth Bolin, who came out publicly yesterday. One of seven siblings. Came out publicly and said, I'm ready. I'm ready to be my father's successor and run this team. So, Vic, if you had to, you know, set odds, and look, if, if it's Beth Bolin, she doesn't own the entire team, but she'll be in, she'll be running it. If you had to set odds now, uh, who, who's the favorite in five years to be running the team? Give me your top three or four choices and I'll give you mine. My number one choice, someone not in the family. Okay. My uh, number one cho- choice is Joe Ellis. Yeah, num- someone not in the family, so we're both in agreement there. Correct. I don't think it's going to be run by a family member. Uh, I think the trust spoke volumes yesterday. Again, I, and I don't care as much as you do, obviously. I, when I say I don't care, I obviously care about the, the welfare of the Broncos, but that's their business. This is a family business. It's, it's a family team, and what they do with it is, is their deal. But when one of the, one of the kids come out and says, I'm ready, and she's fulfilled all the requirements, and the trust uh, the three-person trust publicly says, no way. What is that? Do t- you think she'll ever run the team? No. No, but I, I do. I have a problem with the fact that Pat Bolin clearly wanted it to stay in the family. How do you know that? You, you, all, you, all you know, let, let me say, all you know is what you're being told. Correct? Okay, okay but right? I mean, why did he... the plans? Why did he set up this trust? Why did that, why was but that the whole know, process? All we know about the trust is what they tell us. Have you seen the papers? Have you seen the legal documentation? Okay, Have you well, seen if, we're, if we can't oh. even, if we can't even agree to that detail, no, then there's no what, reason to even talk about this no, topic. I'm not trying to be argumentative. All I'm saying is all we ever know about these things is what they tell us, what they want us to know, James. Okay. All we know I, is what they want us I to would, know. I think it's a pretty safe bet that Pat Boland's intentions were for the team to stay in the family. I think that's a very safe bet. Otherwise, he would have sold it in 2014 instead of setting up the trust. Why set up the trust at all if your intention is not to keep it in the family? Just sell the team. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, have I seen the papers? No, but I also, that those are two really easy dots to connect. Yeah, so my, my reaction is pretty simple. If there's not one person who stands out as the successor, and it's pretty obvious that there isn't. All right, there isn't one person. You can make the case for a lot. There's not one. Sell the team. Get your money. What are you waiting for? That's what the trust wants to do. Well, but if you're family, why wouldn't you? Give me a reason not to want. What, what? Legacy of running a football team? Well, here's the thing, what? though. Here's the thing, though. And just hear me out. If Pat Boland's intentions, we don't know it because I haven't personally talked to Pat Boland about this, but... 
based on this whole charade, I would assume, it's pretty safe assumption that this was his intention. If his intention was for one of his kids to take over the team, and there is a qualified person who wants to take over the team, and the trust isn't allowing that to happen, shame on them. Shame on them. Because the man who owned the team, that was his intention, mm. and your fiduciary responsibility yes. is to fulfill his intentions. Mm. That is... That is shameful if, if and that's a big if, word, if big conjecture and speculation. If that's what's happening though, that, it's shameful. It's these ifs that are bothersome because judging from the reaction by the trust yesterday, and I'll read it word for word, what was written uh in that PR statement after Beth Bolin came out and said she wants to be the successor, and this is what's written about Beth Bolin, you answer the question for me. As trustees honoring the clear wishes of Pat, we have thoroughly evaluated whether Beth is capable of succeeding her father's controlling owner. We have determined that she is not capable or qualified at this time. Why? That's exactly the question I had. No doubt. Well, so real quick, guys, I want your thoughts. Does the does the trust need to hold a press conference? Is that kind of what we're getting at now? Is is that the, it would be nice to have the trust hold yes. a press conference? They put forth a statement that that provided or created a lot of questions, yes. then you need to answer those questions. You you could have just said, look, this is a, a personal private matter and we're not going to address it. The, okay, then there's no but need for a press But once you conference. release the statement, it feels like it's time for a press conference. Yes, you opened yeah, the box. I would agree. Uh, without a doubt. Uh, they, they created the situation where now there's questions that need to be answered. Yes. Yes. How, how long is this going to last? A long time. Well, Manchester, you're the one who said it could end up one of two ways, either selling the team or in court, and I don't think you're wrong on either of those You know what? The NFL's at fault a bit, too, here, because the NFL has made this extremely nebulous. We've asked Cadell, and he's been talking about this. Is there a deadline, a real deadline, on how long this can remain in a trust? You know, originally it was five years, right? Five years, but we're about we're about there. Well, We are about at that limit. They had the situation with the Titans where they had to get it out of the trust. After Bud Adams passed away, it was in a trust, and it was like, all right, guys, figure it out. Somebody's got to be put in charge. That We've seen that in the last four or five years. I mean, there's a, it's a sticky situation because of the fact that in that one, Bud Adams had passed away, right? So I believe that kind of starts the clock. And this look, this sounds really cold and callous, and I'm trying not to be, but if we're just talking about the facts of the situation, that is – Part of the situation is Pat Bolin is still alive, so it's like there, it's, it's in this weird place for the, for the league. Yeah. And, and, and again, the league has sort of got to be the neutral party here. <laughs> it's, it's tough. They're not going to comment on this, but I'm sure they'd like to see it wrapped up sooner than later. And I'm sure if the league had its druthers, they would want Joe Ellis to control the team. I would agree. Yeah, and uh Mike Kliss did reach out to the league yesterday. He was told no comment. Of course, Goodell was asked this at a Super Bowl press conference and kind of danced around it. But, Vic, you're right. This is this is now elevated to the desk of Roger Goodell, in my opinion. Here's here's my, my opinion on it. If you're a Broncos fan, you should want Joe Ellis to be in control of the team. Why? Because you've got a track record of how he's going to run, how he's going to run the team. And you know what? I don't think it's been perfect. I, I, you and I have gone round and round and round on the fact that I think they've been cheap other than the Peyton Manning years. So I don't think it's but been cheap, perfect. Cheap, perhaps, be he he can't control the purse strings the way he wants Sure, to. Sure. No, you're right, because he's got this fiduciary responsibility to, to run the team, and he's really not in charge. He can't necessarily say, yeah, you know what, we're going to lose money this year because we'll make it up down the road. You can make that decision with your own money. You can't make that decision with someone else's money. 
if, if as a Broncos fan, which I am, given the situation, if I had my choice, the number one guy I would want would be Peyton Manning. But based on who's who's seemingly in the running, Joe Ellis would be uh, the way Bronco fans should lean. He would be he would do it very. He would he would keep things on track. Yeah, I. It's funny you bring that up because I just think most people don't associate Joe with having the pockets necessary to fulfill that role. But you've expressed a different viewpoint. I'm going to agree uh, with Manchester on this one that if there there are enough family connections there sure, to sure. Uh, to make it work. My my last take on this is why members of the family now, and given the feud that's taking place between two separate families, why 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 have to, why live through this? Just sell. Why do you want this? For what? For what reason? What do you gain from this? I mean, they're going to be fine for generations, right? What do you gain? Well, but perhaps it's this. Perhaps it's Beth Boland saying, look, my father's intention intentions were for this team to stay in the hands of someone named Boland, and the trust has a different intention, and I'm going to call it out. That would make sense, right? We need Brittany Bullen to get on the record. Brittany Bullen, the 28-year-old who Woody Page wrote the article about that she almost got the NFL draft to Denver. We need to get Brittany Bullen on the record. That is the next step in all this. But it it reeks to me of Beth Bullen saying, hey, something nefarious is going on It's here. a Hail well, Mary from again, Beth Bullen. This hits close to home because when Eze sold that reliable car wash, <laughs> we had uh, four successors, four kids in the family. Who met all the requirements? I knew about those pumps and those sewer lines and how to handle loose change. I met all the requirements to take over the car wash, and instead, it was sold. We felt that was best for the family. Hey, Vic, rather though, than fight over it, just get the money. Vic, in that in that hypothetical, let's say Easy had put Rich Apple in charge of deciding which of the Lombardi not kids, Rich Apple, which of the Lombardi kids got it, and you said I'm qualified, I want it, and Rich Apple isn't giving it to me because Rich Apple wants it for himself. You'd, you'd cry foul. Oh, God, yes, I would. I'd See? go straight to the papers. By the way, programming note, Vic, Nikki Javala will join Scott and Julia at 1230, and our old friend Ben Hockman to discuss knucklehead J.R. Smith at 1115. Oh, awesome. You got the Vic Lombardi Show. Up next, wow, waiting all week for this one. <laughs> you think you know all about the month of June? Wait till you hear from Manchester. Uh, the more you know on a month of the year. Wow. <laughs> Shop Lowe's for savings that'll help you enjoy your outdoors a great deal more. Get sizzling deals on select grills, now up to 20% off. And get your flower and vegetable gardens growing with miracle Grow Garden Soil. Two bags are now just $12. All projects have a starting point. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through June 6th, while supplies last, U.S. only. Hey there, Denver. It's your boy, Ryan Harris. Are you sore from running, hiking, playing piano, heck, even adulting? If you are, join me and many others by seeing our friends at the Center for Spine and Orthopedics. Center for Spine and Orthopedics has over 115 years of combined surgical and pain management experience. They do everything from hips, elbows, shoulders, and knees, all of which I've used after a 10-year career. 
And they have everything you need right where they are. MRIs, surgery, lab, x-rays, everything right on their premises. And that was huge for me as a parent with little time. So check out the Center for Spine and Orthopedics and their 200 Google reviews and testimonials from patients who love getting their care at the Center for Spine and Orthopedics. And trust me, you will too. So give them a call at 303-287-2800. That's 303-287-2800. Or visit them online at Center for SpineandOrtho.com. This month, Shop Automotive is doing something incredible. They're honoring our active military and veterans by making a $5,000 donation to the Danny Dietz Foundation. And they're doing it at all shop dealerships. So if you're in the market for a BMW, Honda, Mini, or one of hundreds of pre-owned vehicles across the shop campus, you can feel good knowing you're doing business at a Colorado company that gives in their own backyard. Shop Automotive. One price, one person, one hour. Where's the best live entertainment? At Buffalo Thunder Resort and Casino. That's where. June 29th, it's Uncle Cracker. July 13th, Blood, Sweat, and Tears. And Little River Band, August 3rd. Summer is full of fun and exciting entertainment at Buffalo Thunder in Santa Fe. See our full lineup and get your tickets at buffalothunderresort.com. Hey there, Denver. It's Ryan Harris, champion of Super Bowl 50. And now is the time to talk with your kids about the dangers of alcohol, marijuana, and other drugs, including the misuse of prescription drugs. Start the conversation and let your kids know that you want what's best for their future. Find conversation starters, tips, and other resources at speaknowcolorado.org. Now is the time to talk. Visit speaknowcolorado.org to learn more. As America's economy has evolved, so have apprenticeships. Today, they are meeting the needs of our economy in industries such as IT, healthcare, and financial services. In fact, these modern industries are employing adult, youth, and veteran apprentices, gaining a competitive advantage and developing the next evolution of America's workforce. To learn more, visit ApprenticeshipEvolution.com. Sponsored by the State of Colorado and aired in cooperation with the Colorado Broadcasters Association and this station. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. We're playing a great team. They've been to the finals four years in a row, just like we have for a reason. You know, they have a guy who's playing basketball at a level that not sure anybody's ever seen before uh, when you consider everything he's doing. So it's going to be a tough series. And that's Steve Kerr. That comes from Michael Jordan's former teammate. You just heard the man. He's playing at a level no one's ever seen before. Maybe he just answered the great debate. Maybe there it is, right there. Greatest of all time? Steve Kerr just said it. He just said it. 51-8-8 and against a team of all-stars, and LBJ almost single-handedly won that game last night. It was crazy. I mean, that changed the course of NBA history, and I know you call me a hyperbole, Will, and that sounds dramatic, but... This series will now end in four or five, and LeBron James will leave Cleveland because J.R. Smith's a knucklehead, and that's well, crazy. The, the Warriors would have won the series anyway. It just would have been a hell of a lot more interesting. Are You're you right. sure if they yes. stole yes. one on the yes. road? Yes. Had they won they last night? They have three home games. Yes. No matter what happened last night, the Warriors are going to win the series. Yes. Mm. The answer is yes. Victor, so whatever question you're about to ask, the answer is yes. We almost uh, missed answering your question there because we were getting our free donuts. It's National Donut Day. Oh. Uh, last year, Ooh, this or last good. time there were free donuts, um, 
I, I went off on this rant because mm-hmm. we didn't get any. Yeah. By the time it got to us, there was like a half a donut left. Marty was here. He was new. He was a new intern. He was, his job was to find out who ate them. Uh, today we got the donuts and, um, all the other stations had customized ones with their logo. We didn't have one. But wait a minute. How do your vegan ways allow you to enjoy those donuts? There's no meat in a donut. Yeah, but isn't there like some byproduct of, I mm. guess there's no dairy? Is I mean, there dairy? I don't know what they're fried in. I guess theoretically they could be fried yeah. in some sort of animal fat, but yeah. there's no dairy. There's no, there's no cheese. There's no milk. I'm dunking it in coffee. Is it, isn't icing made of dairy or is I'm it not, just sugar? I don't know. It's just sugar. But thank you, Dunkin' on, Donuts, for the blueberry cake donut that I'm enjoying. By the way, Vic, uh, the kids who got the cops called on them for selling lemonade are in the building this morning over at 92.5 The Wolf, our sister station. I just bought a cup for, well, two cups for a buck. It was a good deal. Uh, don't call the cops on kids selling lemonade. So wait, wait, wait. Give me some details. Kids selling lemonade where? Uh, you can read the story on Channel 7. It got a lot of pub. Jenny from The Wolf did a great job bringing them in. Um, they were selling lemonade. Stapleton. And, yeah, Stapleton. And someone called the cops on them because they were mad that they were stealing business from them. So uh, Jenny from The Wolf reached out, got them in here, and now they're making a killing at our radio Wait. cluster selling their lemonade. Hold on. If there's another lemonade stand of kids selling lemonade and they call the cops, I'd actually be impressed. Me Smart too. Move. Me too. That's a power move. This yes. was not. This was like a business in Stapleton that called. Oh my cops. goodness! I just drank this lemonade. I'm gonna be buzzed the rest of the day. Did they? This, this is sugar. No, oh, no, 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 no not vodka. Was, I thought it was a vodka. No, lemonade. not vodka. Sugar. Like no. Marty, have you tried your lemonade yet? Now, see, a power move would be for these kids to throw a little something, something in there. Yeah. You know, among adults here, what would be That'd better be in, the, in the lemonade? Vodka or Jack? Vodka. Never tried Jack in a lemonade. Oh, a little Lynchburg lemonade? I've never tried that. I'm, I go there. <laughs> weekend, weekend plans, <laughs> really? Weekend plans. Oh, okay. All right. Do you want to hear Manchester rant yeah, about Yeah, hold June? on. Let me read a couple, a couple quick texts here. Yeah. The Broncos ownership could be solved by the following sage wisdom from Vito Corleone, says texture Kevin. Never let anybody outside the family know what you're thinking. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's gone there. Agreed. It's gone exactly. Um, quickly, Brian in Arvada. Vic has said the word nebulous at least twice today. Was it on his word of the day toilet paper or something? <laughs> My apologies. Marty needs a, needs a count of how nebulous. Nebulous. Vague. Yeah. I'll go with vague from now on. Opaque, perhaps. Obscure. Do you like that one? I'll come up with something else. Time now. We've been waiting all week for this. The more you know with Manchester. Manchester knows how to use Wikipedia and beyond. It's time for The More You Know. So today is June 1st, start of a new month. We don't have that happen on a Friday a lot. I thought it'd be a good time to learn a little something about our calendar, about June. So you're ready for this, Vic? Oh, okay, wait. All right, so June is the sixth month of the year in both the Julian and the Gregorian calendar. So that's a little fact. It's one of four months to have 30 days in it. Quickly, can you guys name the other three? It's every other month, dude. Come on. It's not every other month. Come on. The other months with 30 days in it. Oh, it's not February. It's, it's April, February, so. September, yeah. okay, and well. November. The summer solstice, uh, the day with the most sunlight during the year, occurs in the northern hemisphere during June. Are it, you eating oatmeal during this segment? In the southern hemisphere, yeah. you're asking Vic, not me. In the southern hemisphere, the winter solstice occurs. That's the fewest. I can hear your spoon days of sunlight on air during the year. And, and look at me, Would just you, totally let's, unrattled. Let's, let's ask the textures. Would they rather hear me eating oatmeal or this? 
Or, or Manchester talking about June. My wife hates this segment, by the way. <laughs> uh, alright, there are, there are three birthstones for the month of June. Can you guys name any of them? Mm. Now you'll, you also know which one's my favorite when you hear them all. Mm. Gemini. Taurus. No, birthstone. Oh. Uh, what, what is a birthstone? What's a birthstone? I don't know what that is. Well, number one is a pearl. Almond. So, uh, Alexandrite. And then the moonstone. That's my favorite, is uh, one of the June birthstones. All right, the, I might go eat a burrito and let you the guys handle The flowers in June are the rose and the honeysuckle. Now, you mentioned Gemini, the zodiac sign for June. Gemini until June 20th, and then it's Cancer for June 21 and beyond. <laughs> <laughs> the Latin name for June is Junius. Dude, okay, stop. There are possible uh, three possible <laughs> origins for the name. It could be in honor of the Roman goddess Juno. The goddess of marriage and the wife of Jupiter. You know, a lot of weddings happen in June, so that makes sense. Comes, it could come from the Latin word. Here's another word I'm going to screw Wait, up. Jupiter has a wife, like the planet. Yeah. Thank do, you do, for do paying you not, attention. Do you not know your Greek and Roman gods. What is the Greek equivalent of Jupiter? I don't know. Zeus. The, the planet Jupiter is married. I'm confused. Uh, it could come from the Latin word Ionoris, which means younger ones. This is based on the theory that May comes from the Latin word Maioris, which means older ones. Or it could just be named after Lucius Junius Brutus, the founder of the Roman Republic. All right. Uh, the Eritids, the most intense daytime meteor showers of the year, uh, occur between May 22nd and July. They peak, however, on June 6th, so that's coming up. Now, there's a few different months that uh, a few different celebrations. It's Car- Caribbean American Heritage Month. It's Great Outdoors Month. So, Vic, good time to get out and maybe do some camping, go for a hike. It's National Oceans Month. You know, it's funny. Hold on real quick. Uh, a friend of mine, I, I called him earlier in the week. I said, what are you doing? Oh, we're camping. Well, where are you camping? Oh, we're in the mountains. So, what are you like out in the wilderness? No, we're in our RV. I go, so what are you doing? We're watching the game. So, yeah. why are you there? I, I don't I don't understand. So you're in your plush RV, air-conditioned RV, watching a game. How, how is this camping? What What is camping? What uh, is yeah. I, camping, you need to be in a tent, and then I have no interest in doing it. Uh, it is also PTSD Awareness Month and LGBT Pride Month. All right, so we know today's National Donut Day. Uh, Sunday is National Cancer Survivors Day. June 8th is Seersucker Day. Vic, oh. do, you, do you own a seersucker suit? No, I almost bought a pair of seersucker pants yesterday. My um, my son wouldn't let me buy them, but I I like them. There's a certain I like panache. the texture. Yeah. yeah, I just like them. Yeah, and it's the time of year where you can get away with wearing seersucker. Well, circle on your calendar. A week from today is seersucker day. You can wear them. June 11th is Children's Day. Every day is Children's Day in my household. Like I don't know why they need their own day. June 14th, Flag Day. June 16th, Flip Flop Day. Ooh, Wait, don't get yours stolen. I still have mine, thankfully. You, you know, a, a quick flip-flop story. I'm walking out of the building the other day, and a lady's walking toward the elevators, and she's really high-volume flip-flop lady, the kind where you hear her heels hit the flip-flops from a, a block away. You yep. know that person? Yep. And I just felt like saying, listen, I don't want to hear you walk. <laughs> I don't need that. I'm with you. You almost made me spit out my lemonade you, you, all You know over exactly who I'm referring to, right? Flip-flop lady. Oh, yeah. That Really oh, yeah. loud. I mean, just bam, bam. I'm like, come on, man. There's a lot of flipping and a lot of flopping what are you happening. Doing? Yeah. All right, real quickly, <laughs> circle it. June 17th, Father's Day. 
Everybody take note. You two are so grumpy. She's trying to get to a meeting in her flip-flops, and you're mad that you have to hear them. You don't have to walk that loudly. That's ridiculous. The rest of us are walking like normal humans. Why do you live your life this way, just being so frustrated at the slightest little thing? Because she thinks, when she gets out of bed in the morning, that this is okay. Father's Day. And that bothers me. Father's Day, June 17th. My wife, my kids, if they're listening, the year I got the brush for the grill, that that, that ain't going to fly again. So let's just mark it down, June 17th. June 23rd, I'm taking the day off because it is take your dog to work day. I ain't going to be here for that nonsense. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm right there with you, brother. Well, that I'm ain't not happening. in town that week, so maybe <laughs> no, no, Marty and Jesse here, can no. help. Here's what we do on that day, Manchester, because I thought about this. Take your dog. Let's say you don't own a dog. Let's just bring in random animals. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm dead serious. All right. I'm going to find an elk. It's... I am going to get an elk, put it on a leash, and I'm going to walk it into the studio. Now, it's June 23rd. Which is a Saturday, so are we going to celebrate this on Friday? Like, how are they yes. doing that? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. All right. So find like a rabbit in your back. Find something. Bring it in. There are a lot of stupid, not not as if those aren't stupid enough. Here's some of the other days in June: rotisserie chicken day, egg day, cheese day, moonshine day. I like that mm-hmm. one. Applesauce, iced tea day. Iced tea is underrated. Yeah, good I need iced to get tea. back to ordering iced tea. Do you like the? Really sugary iced tea? No. Sweetened or unsweetened? Unsweetened. Now, I figured. If, if I'm at a barbecue yeah, you place. You are an unsweetened guy. Yeah, you if, are. That fits your profile to a T. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm at a barbecue place, though, I do like the sweet tea. All right. Corn on the cob. Peanut butter cookie day. I'm in. Lobster day. Fudge day. Here's my favorite one. June 17th. National eat your vegetables day. You guys can maybe get on board. Uh, International Sushi Day, Vanilla Milkshake, Peaches and Cream, Chocolate Pudding, Ceviche, and Bomb Pop Day. What time right. are we off the air? All right, so real quickly. We've got 32 minutes left till we yeah. get to break. See what these people with June birthdays have in common. Marilyn Monroe, Angelina Jolie, Natalie Portman, Kate Upton, uh, Adriana Lima, Nicole Kidman, Ariana Grande, Khloe Kardashian, and Ariana Nicole Grande. Scherzinger. You're getting played out. Uh, they're Nicole, all. Sh- Nicole Scherzinger. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Wahlberg, Kanye West, Tupac, Barry Manilow, Paul McCartney, Jason Mraz, those are musicians. Uh, June Carter Cash, so people named June, June Pointer of the Pointer Sisters, and June Jones, there's your sports tie. Mm. Alright, here's some big things that happened in the month of June. Oh my goodness. Robert F. Kennedy was shot on June 5th in Los Angeles, 1968. D-Day, our own Mark Mosier, is in Normandy, That's he's cool. in yeah. France. For D-Day, it is June 6th. It's coming up on Wednesday. Hey, circle your calendars, too, for a year from Wednesday. It's the 75th anniversary of D-Day. There aren't a lot of people um, uh, who were there that day who are still around. 75th anniversary of it will be very cool. June 17th, 1972, the Watergate burglary happened. Brought down Richard Nixon. Uh, June 26, 1948, the Berlin airlift began. It's when the uh, Soviets blockaded uh, the free part of Western Berlin. 278,000 flights were two minutes late. We're part of that. 2.3 million June tons of supplies. Sun is out longer. You play golf until like nine. You know what's funny is Moe's was going June to France there, last night and he was texting me, "What is going on with Jr? I'm on an airplane. Right, Someone last, explain." Last one because really, this is the interesting. Light is out there until ten at times. Yeah, Moe's wanted to know 10. the Jr. thing. It was crazy. June 28th, 1914. Archduke Francis Ferdinand was assassinated in Sarajevo. That started World War One. Yes, it exactly did. Exactly five years to the day, June 28th, 1919, the Treaty of Versailles was signed, which ended World War One. It was exactly five years. Uh, That's fascinating. I didn't know Jupiter was married. 
That All right, cool. so uh, that was that was your takeaway. Everybody's got one. That a planet yeah. is married. I think that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. The Juno, which right. is an underrated movie, by the way. When we come when back, when was the that, wedding? That was that was awesome. Yeah, it was in we'll June. Work. Thanks. In June. When we come back, I will eat more oatmeal <laughs> I didn't get live on the air. Live oatmeal eating on altitude 950. Congratulations! It's Friday. John Elway here. Nothing's better than being at home. The people of Colorado agree, and they trust American financing for their home loans. They have helped tens of thousands of Coloradans. Now is the time to refinance. You can consolidate debt, pay off high interest rate credit cards, and save money each month. It only takes 10 minutes to pre-qualify, and you may close in as fast as 10 days. What makes me a fan? They have only salary-based mortgage consultants and don't believe in pressure. Pressure is fine on the field, but not for your home loan. American Financing has no upfront fees and will customize a loan program to fit your financial goals. The Better Business Bureau has given them an A rating. If you're even thinking about refinancing or purchasing a home, call American Financing today at 303-695-7000. This is John Elway. See what they can do for you before the rates go up. American Financing, Colorado's home for home loans. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Hey, it's a busy time of year with the end of school approaching, baseball, soccer, track events, no time to prepare a sit-down meal. Black Eyed Pea to the rescue. Vic Lombardi for the Black Eyed Pea. Check out Chicken Fried Mondays at the Black Eyed Pea. Get a chicken fried steak meal with two delicious sides, rolls, and cornbread for just $8.99. That's a lot of dinner for just $8.99. You can also order the chicken fried pork cutlet. Same deal. A full-size cutlet, two sides, roll, and cornbread, just $8.99. Chicken Fried Monday at the Black Eyed Pea is every Monday. A made-from-scratch meal for you and the family that saves you time and money. Home cooking worth going out for at the Black Eyed Pea. Pair your meal with something from the full-service bar. Craft beer, wine, cocktails. You need more time? Order Black Eyed Pea meals to go. Everything on the menu is good to go. Burgers, hot roast, grilled fish, and of course, the chicken fried meals. $8.99 on Mondays. It's locally owned and operated. It's the Black Eyed Pea. Hi, we're here at Farland Classic Restoration in Englewood, Colorado. I'm joined by Jack Farland, the owner. So, Jack, you guys work on classic cars, right? That's right. We restore and service a lot of classics. So what's up with this BMW 7 Series right here, then? Well, we do over-the-top detail projects on newer cars. Our classic car owners drive regular cars. Well, that makes sense. This car looks brand new. That's the idea. It's actually a 2011. Our guys can clean, polish, condition the interior, clean up the engine bay. They're just incredible. It looks looks like it's right off the showroom floor. That's because we're doing applications of a highly advanced ceramic coating. After a thorough polishing, our trained technician applies two coats of this ceramic coating. Wow, that is glossy. It's not cheap, but it will make your paint look better than new, and it lasts a really long time. So lots of classics like these Ferraris and Porsches and detailing on newer cars. You can learn more at FarlandCars.com or on Facebook at Farland Classic Restoration. Nice. Can I drive that one? If you buy it. The road to success is paid with your new career at Brandon Sand and Gravel. Since 1906, they're one of the most respected concrete and construction companies. Construction season is coming, and Brandon is hiring right now. They need Class A and B CDL drivers and operators and laborers. They need you. Brandon offers competitive wages, a full benefits package, including matching 401K. Become a part of the Brandon team. Apply today at Brandon1.com. That's B-R-A-N-N-A-N, the number one, dot com. So everyone is still talking about cannabis. 
Because frankly, there's still lots to talk about. Join the conversation with CDOT. Tell us about your habits, behaviors, and thoughts on marijuana and driving. Is drugged driving a problem? How might we solve it? CDOT wants your thoughts, whether you consume cannabis or not. What we do in Colorado can make our communities better, preserve our quality of life, and improve safety. Join the cannabis conversation at coloradocannabisconvo.com. Colorado Rapids 2018 season tickets are on sale now. Don't miss out on the action as the Rapids take the field for 17 home matches at Dick's Sporting Goods Park next season. And it's Marlon Hairston in the blink of an eye. They're back on level terms. This is some contest. Go to ColoradoRapids.com to find out about the exclusive season ticket member benefits, including meet the team party, game day experiences, and stadium discounts. Go to ColoradoRapids.com. Scott Aces here. Urology cancers, including prostate, kidney, and bladder, are among the top ten cancers diagnosed in men. At Porter Advantage Hospital, part of the Centura Health Cancer Network, they are pioneers in robotic urology surgeries, performing more than anyone in the entire Rocky Mountain region. In fact, they've been named among the top 5% in the nation for prostate surgery three years in a row. Learn more about their minimal incisions, maximum expertise at porterhospital.org slash urology. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station. Text us at 30933 to join the show. Plenty of time with 4.7 remaining. Hill misses. Rebound goes to the Cavs. J.R. Smith brings it back out. Throws it to Hill. Hill shot blocked. I get the feeling J.R. Smith thought they had the lead. He didn't know the score. I think exactly. That's a bad mistake by J.R. Smith. And LeBron James was trying to get a timeout. J.R. Smith, what he says, I thought we were ahead. He thought we were up one. I mean, you got to know the score. You know, I thought we were all aware of what was going on. I don't know what was going through Jr.'s head. I don't know what Jr. was thinking. Try to get enough space to bring it out to get it, maybe get a shot off, and then I see him. I look, I looked over at Brian. He looked like he was trying to call timeout, so I just stopped. Uh, I don't know. I guess that further goes along with my theory. I thought he was looking for LeBron. No, I don't know his state of mind. I got to tell you something right now. That is as inexcusable of a mistake as you can possibly make. I don't know what to say. It is one of the most brain-dead, idiotic things that I've ever witnessed. I would have looked for LeBron, too. <laughs> what is he doing? Well, that's J.R. Smith. If I thought we were ahead, then I, I would have just held on to the ball that I found. But clearly that wasn't the case. Did you know if he knew the score? Thank you. Unbelievable. Unbelievable the way the Cleveland Cavaliers lost that game last night. A chance to rest control of the series. Their best chance in the series, frankly, game one. And they give it all away because a dude forgot what the score was in the closing seconds. Jeff Van Gundy said there during the telecast, and LeBron James was trying to call a timeout. Well, no, he wasn't, but he should have been. So Jeff Van Gundy agrees with me. Uh, (laughs) Okay, that's a fire take. Did you get Dan Tanner in here to ask us if he wants the Cincinnati to have a football team? He he was saying that because that's what LeBron James should have been doing. And look, again, to power rank who's at fault, J.R. Yeah. Smith, one. He's number one. Number George, one by a landslide. George Hill, close. two, because he missed the free throw. Yeah. And then I'm going to put Ty Lue and LeBron tied for three because I don't know who's coaching the team. Surprised you didn't blame Elway for that somehow. Uh, see, uh, that, that makes it sound like I'm unfair, and I'm not unfair. I know you're not. Oh, hey, some observations I've had. 
uh, after thinking about what we saw last night, game one. Above and beyond that final play. LeBron James in my book now, guys, and it's amazing how this has transformed just over the last few months. What, what he's shown in these playoffs and what he did last night and what you heard from Steve Kerr, he's the best to ever play the game. He's the smartest to ever play the game, the strongest to ever play the game. He's number one in my book. Uh, if you were drafting all-time players, he's your, he's your number one pick? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, right now. I at the age of 33. I wouldn't argue that. I, I think it's a three-person conversation. I think it's LeBron, Michael, or Kobe. I put Kobe in the conversation because I think, I think people forget how good Kobe was. And Kobe, you know what? Here's what Kobe had and Michael had that LeBron doesn't. Killer instinct. Uh, second observation. Yeah, he may not have a killer instinct, but he's that $45,000 man bag that he carried around with him, by the hey, way. Hey, I had somebody text me that you can buy those bags. There are $250,000 versions of that. It yeah. is a, uh, Hermes, is that how you pronounce the brand? Hermes Birkin bag. Some go for 250k. You got to be kidding me. That's insane. I guarantee Keith has one of those. Um, <laughs> why would Golden State allow Steph Curry to guard LeBron all night because they kept switching. All, all they did, he, here was the game plan. Uh, guys, whoever is guarding Curry, go up, set a pick for LeBron so they switch out and we have Curry on LeBron. That was the game plan. That was it. Yeah. And, and it, it, I thought it was silly and stupid of Golden State to do that because he's no match for LeBron. He's not big enough. He occasionally get his hand in there and it's going to get him in foul trouble. Well, what do you do though? Just don't switch you trap. it. You trap it. You, you get it out of LeBron's hand right away. You right. trap it. That's well, what you do. I guarantee you we'll see something along that line then in game two. I mean, they've got till Sunday to figure that out. Well, and my last point, a couple things I did like. I loved the trash talk late in the game between LeBron, Curry, Thompson. I love that stuff. Me too. Love it. it I, I don't know why. Juicy drama. I was hoping Tristan Thompson would take basketball and put it inside Draymond Green's mouth. That yes, didn't happen. That would have been fine. Uh, but the, my last, the, the final conclusion I had from those events last night, after that finish, there was no way the Cavs were going to win in overtime. You just knew. Even if the Cavs had won, who are we fooling? Golden State's going to win this series. Yes. Let's not be stupid. It would have been more interesting. I don't think so. There's three in Cleveland. I think Cavs in six if they win last night. I am Let's three games away from my bacon wrap filet. Be JR stupid. cost me a bacon wrap filet. Maybe he can buy it. Let's go spanning the globe. There's a lot going on in the sports world. Let's span the globe. Alright guys, we have a spelling bee winner, a team from Texas. The winning word was Canoni. Canoni. Give it a shot. Canoni. Canoni. What's the origin? I don't have any of that info. Sorry, this isn't an actual spelling bee. You know, some of these words that they drum up for this, this come on, do they really exist? Or do they just conveniently come or up? Or it might be, let's do an alternate pronunciation. Wait, can you pronounce Con- pronunciation right? Konini. Yeah. Try that one. Koinini. You know, I'd love to do a spelling bee with you guys' uh, butchering of pronunciations. <sighs> can, you spell, can you spell always? Can you spell always? Can you spell ringer? Vic, give it, give it a shot. It's not C-O-I-N. Dude, I don't care. K-O-I-N-O-N-I-A. What is it? Yeah, what's the definition? Let's find out. I'm 
have been good well, things. Something you may have want to have in advance when somebody asks the origin and definition. Vic, while he looks that up, Christian is... fellowship or communion with God or more commonly with fellow Christians. Oh, so like tomorrow night I'll have a canoigne. Do you know that uh, I, I read some stats of the winner of the spelling bee? Do you know this is the 14th consecutive year that the winner wears eyeglasses? Really? Yes. That's an interesting little stat. Very See, much so. I find that interesting rather than mocking your facts that you bring, like the things I taught you about June. <laughs> All right, guys. Father Time is catching up with Clayton Kershaw. His back has oh, tightened geez. up. He's having an MRI today. Something is definitely wrong with Kershaw. All 20 of his four-seam fastballs were 90 miles an hour or slower in his outing Thursday, according to ESPN Stats and Info. Last year, not a single one of his 1,142 four-seam fastballs was 90 miles an hour or slower off the DL, and he's hurt again. Father time remains undefeated. You have to wonder if it's related. Biceps, lower back, upper back, mid-back, there's something going on there. He will not make the trip uh, to Denver, as you uh, reported there. And this is an opportunity for the Rockies, you know, an opportunity. Make some room, get some cushion, two out of three at minimum. Isn't that what you guys think? Yeah. No, and we haven't talked about it all day uh, until now. It is a huge series for the first, you know, starting on the 1st of June. This is big because if you lose the series, the Dodgers are right there with you and they're going to blow past you at some point. If you could sweep them, you would set yourself up in really nice position. I mean, that would be monstrous. You got to win at least two out of three. You can't lose the series. Guys, Delaware will become the first state to legalize gambling on June 5th since the Supreme Court's ruling. Sports wagering will begin at 1.30 p.m. Tuesday at 3 casinos in Delaware. Dude, can you imagine all the turnpikes on the East Coast, everybody on the highway headed toward Delaware? It's uh, appropriate. They were also the first state in the Union. Yeah, you know, Delaware doesn't get enough credit. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's just sort of there. Uh, a few more Capital notes for you guys. Dover. An Eagles fan was Blue hands. an Eagles fan who punched a horse and a cop is now suing the city of Philadelphia. Not really sure your case there, bro. He punched the horse. Maybe and punched maybe the, cop. the horse incited him. Man, the, the, we, the lawsuits we have in this country just never cease to amaze me. Uh, these kind of fifth graders are my kind of fifth graders because in New York they proposed a homework ban due to stress caused from homework. Speechless. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I speechless. I, the, the, Good kids, parents, man. The, the, the Good parents, kids. The parents of those kids should be ashamed beyond shame. Oh, I think the, we should get parents, rid of homework. Let kids the, be kids, man. The parents of those children. Seriously. They, they deserve the Draymond Green treatment. That's ridiculous. Let kids be Here's kids. Here's what I want. Why are we giving them homework? They're fifth graders. Here's go what I want. see the world. I want someone to find out who these kids are, and let's go back in 15 years and see where they're at. See where the kids who got stressed out by homework, see where the, see what they've Probably turned into. Probably inventing the next Facebook. No, they didn't. They're cuddled up with a puppy somewhere. Good. Everyone needs a you puppy. You know what they're probably doing? They're probably... Getting me to pull into a parking lot so they can tell me this is America, mother blanker. That's what they're doing. They've turned into that kid. Finally totally worthless to society. Finally, guys, John Smoltz just qualified for the U.S. Senior Open. John Elway oh. does not. Baseball Hall of Famer John Smoltz. Wow. Smoltzy. Does Smoltz it. has a little more time to play, I guess. He, you know, all of those pitchers for the Braves were heck, they were great golfers. All of them. That's all they did. When we come back, can we hear about Will taking a walk in softball? Well, we were going to wait till 10.01, but uh, if you want to hit on it earlier. <laughs> you uh, almost missed my walk-off Grand Slam. I will give you the details. Oh, Let's God. see. Uh, do we want to hear more about June? I've got some stuff Will and left. his walk-off. 
or perhaps more live action of me eating my oatmeal. You decide. It's the Vic Lombardi Show back after this. There is no better endorsement of a business than the customers that shop there. Hi, I'm Alan Roach, and I've recommended Johnson Auto Plaza since my first visit 20 years ago, and I'm certainly not alone. Here's just a sample of comments shared recently by Johnson Auto Plaza customers. Rebecca wrote, I bought two cars in five days. It's been a great experience. I will be back. Doug said, made a normally annoying experience, painless and smooth. No flash, no glitz, no pressure. From Dwayne and Shelley, I would like to say how outstanding your service department is. This is the third car we've purchased and we look forward to working with the team on the fourth. And here's another. You guys are hands down the best dealership I've ever done business with. That's just a few of the many real people's experiences with the real people at Johnson Auto Plaza. There is a difference. You can ask me or anyone else that's been there. Enjoy special savings and incentives on over 600 new Jeeps and Rams during the Jeep Celebration event. North of E470 on Highway 85, johnsonautoplaza.com. This Legal Minute is brought to you by Bell & Pollock Personal Injury Lawyers at championsofthepeople.com. Hi, I'm Gary Bell with the law firm of Bell & Pollock. This is your Legal Minute. We're here to teach you and educate you. You're injured in a car crash. You're off to the emergency room or maybe urgent care. How in the world is the insurance company for the at-fault party later going to use the emergency room records against you. They can't do that, can they? Sure they can. They try every time. You go to the emergency room. Maybe they do an x-ray of your neck. They say it's not remarkable. It's normal. They do an MRI of your low back. They say it's not remarkable. It's normal. The insurance company says your MRI and your x-rays were normal. What's your problem? Why are you still symptomatic? Your x-rays and films and radiographic studies were normal. What is your problem? You need a legal game plan. You need to understand what to do. Bell and Pollock, championsofthepeople.com will help you. For your Bell and Pollock legal game plan, visit championsofthepeople.com. Drug safety starts with you. Disposing your unused or expired medications is easy. Learn more at takemedsback.org. Sponsored by the Colorado Department of Public Health and Environment, the Colorado Broadcasters Association, and this station. Memorial Day is here and so are incredible prices on today's hottest appliances. Hi, I'm Brad Barnett, president of Mountain High Appliance. We've been Colorado's favorite appliance store for the past 25 years. This week only, in celebration of Memorial Day, we have some amazing deals that you don't want to miss. Get a Whirlpool four-piece stainless kitchen package for only $21.99. Save over $750. How about a Mila stainless dishwasher for only $7.99? Our lowest price ever. Plus, all Samsung laundry is on sale. Be sure to check out our clearance center for spectacular deals on washers and dryers, ranges, dishwashers, and more, including unheard of pricing on brand new factory blemished French door and side-by-side refrigerators from KitchenAid and Whirlpool. Save over $1,500. Stop by our showroom today and experience the difference. Open Monday through Friday till 8, Saturday and Sunday till 5, or online at mountainhighappliance.com. Mountain High Appliance in Louisville, your favorite appliance store. Thank you. There I was, pushing up off of the floor, and I kept hearing a crack, crack, crack in my elbow. Shooting baskets, crack, crack, crack in my elbow. My elbow was in pain, and I needed help, and I turned to my friends at the Center for Spine and Orthopedics. 
It's your boy, Ryan Harris, champion of Super Bowl 50, here to tell you about my fantastic experience with the Center for Spine and Orthopedics. You can have your outpatient appointment, surgery, lab, x-rays, and even MRIs right there. I didn't have time to walk around and find three different MRI places, wait six months to get this pain out of my elbow. No, I needed help right away, and Center for Spine and Orthopedics helped me right away. They have internationally renowned spine surgeons, foot, ankle, and wound care, as well as veterans in pain management with nearly 30 years of experience helping patients manage their daily pain. Go with the best and go with the Center for Spine and Orthopedics. Give them a call at 303-287-2800. That's 303-287-2800. Or visit them online at centerforspineandortho.com. The U.S. Senior Open Championship returns to Colorado Springs during the Broadmoor Centennial Celebration. Don't miss your chance to see Tom Watson, Fred Couples, Davis Love III, Kenny Perry, Bernhard Langer, and John Daly as they compete for the most sought-after title in the senior game. All kids 17 and under are admitted free when accompanied by a ticketed adult. Get your tickets today at 2018USSeniorOpen.com. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. I thought I read that play just as well as I read any play in my career, defensively. I seen the drive. I was outside the charge line. I stepped in, took the contact. It's a a huge play. It's a a huge play. And I guess that's what ticks me off most about people who continue to say that was a block and not a charge. I mean, all right, was he moving? Yes. Was he sliding? Yes. Did he get to the spot plenty early? Yes, he did. He was there. The reason he slid and moved is he was bracing for contact. Come on, man. There's letter of the law, and then there's the right call. That was a charge. He read the play, just like you heard the man say. He read the play. Give him credit for reading the play. And don't let the refs take the easy way out by coming up with this ridiculous notion that, well, they had to review it because his feet may have been in the restricted area. Well, and they're also, aren't they not supposed to overturn it unless it's definitive? Like, it wasn't definitive that it was a block instead of a charge. And I, I, I didn't add this, too. The reason they reviewed it ultimately is because two refs had two different calls. Guy on the outside called block, guy on the inside called charge. Kenny Maurer was the guy on the inside. He was five feet away. That's his call. Let him have the damn call. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. I, it's why my hot take was I hate replay. Replay just it doesn't eliminate debates. So if it's not going to eliminate the debates, why do we have it? Why? What's the point? All it does is slow down the game and ruin the flow. Uh, the last two minutes of an NBA game at times can be painful when they go over to the score table and turn around the computer screen and watch replays. It's just awful. So we it was an 11-8 game. I came to the plate. Bases chucked. What inning? Bottom seven. This is it. This wait, is wait, it. hold on. You were up or down? Down. Down 11-8. Loaded. How many outs? Loaded. One down. So, you know, I'm, ha- play. I'm hamming the moment up a little bit. Like, oh, walk off Grand Slam. Here, will do it, you know. And I swing, and I connect. And this ball goes way right. Foul. Ugh. <sighs> you got to be kidding me. So you, you pulled it. You're a lefty? Pulled it. Yeah, so I'm okay. a lefty. And I mean, I hit the ball a long way. Oh. Then... <laughs> <laughs> So then the blues like you got two strikes, kid. And this kid throws me this pitch unhittable, two two count. Throws me a pitch unhittable, three two count. And everyone in my wait, dugout. Wait, wait. What's your definition of unhittable? Yeah, it's just junk. It's just crap. He knows he's got the foul ball on me. He's trying to get me to ground into a game-ending double play, right? 
So it's a three-two count. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. How many people can? How many people ground into a double play in slow pitch softball? You can't get to first before they be turn slow, it. Bro. Oh, You're I hit the ball really like hard though. Away. So if yeah. I line one right at the second baseman, I'm in trouble. Who's playing second? Clint Barmus? Yeah. Like, these are all kids who played like these are kids who had like double A, triple A dreams. Is this, is this Tinker's Devers to chance out there in the infield? <laughs> this is a pretty big deal, guys. And uh so the three-two pitch comes and everyone's don't take a walk, don't take a walk, don't take a walk. It's unhittable. It is unhittable. Again, again, what is your definition of unhittable? If it's four in Yogi, feet outside, Vic. Yogi Berra would have swung at it. So I take the walk, and I'll give him Juan some love. Guerrero would have swung at it. You took a walk. You were so mad two weeks ago know, about a guy who on, took a hold walk. Hold on. One, it wasn't a t-shirt game. Two, oh, and I'll geez. give Mark Springer credit. He comes up after me in an 11-9 game. Base hit. Ties at 11, next kid base hit, we win 12. So all of a sudden this, all of a sudden this kid could start throwing strikes again when Springer came up, or Springer took the bat off his shoulder. No, Springer's probably driving in right now, I'm trying to give him some love. He, he was the hero last night. You admitted that you took a walk in a slow pitch softball game. That is, you came out It got us back to one and one on the season. We're trying to play in another t-shirt game, I will not take walks in a t-shirt game. You were scared you were gonna make an out after you hit the foul ball. And you, you turtled it. Yes. You turtled yeah. it. Well, when you hit a foul ball 330 and you think you're getting your moment in the sun, your walk-off uh-huh. grand slam, it's yeah. frustrating. And you know what a star does? A star goes, oh, next time I swing, I'm going to hit it fair. It. Yeah. And not you. Not you. You just. And two weeks ago, you spent 30 minutes railing against that poor kid who took a, a walk. Apologize to that guy. He right took now. a walk in a t-shirt Apo- game. Apologize right now to him. You took a walk in week two. I'm sorry, bro. I don't know you from Adam. I lost my temper on you. I'm sorry. There you go. He does yeah. want to come on the show and talk about it. I told him that ship has sailed. Sorry, bro. So The guy wants to come on? Yeah, he wants to talk to Vic about it. He wants to defend himself while he took the walk. <sighs> you know the guy? He's a friend of a friend of a friend. I've found out who he is. Do you still see him at the Kennedy Fields? No, I don't have any desire to ever see him in my life. I'd like to have him on. God, this is great. Um... What was worse, that story or the more you know the month of June? I blacked out in both of them, to be honest. <laughs> Mario, bring us home. Marty monitors the mistakes. Oh, sorry. That's not right. In today's Fact Checker. Okay, guys, we'll start with the recurring problem on this show. It's uh, listening to one another. So uh, let's let's just hear this one. <laughs> By the way, how did Kevin Durant get out-rebounded for that ball in that situation? Basket. How did JR even get the rebound? Has anyone That's what I'm talked saying. about that? Like, That's, I, I, well, I just said that. <laughs> Maybe a three-minute difference there. He's, and, uh... he's still thinking about his walk. <laughs> right, this fact checker is pretty HW heavy here. Oh, so uh, Shocker. Thanks, yeah. Marty. The next we have Will throwing out a big apology in his life. Let's say that. I forgive you, Raheem Moore. I won't, <laughs> I won't be mean to you anymore. Does that make you feel better, Vic? Raheem called almost immediately after you said that and said he can now go on with his life after that. That's that's great good. apology. I feel like we accomplished something today, Vic. What? We got Will to apologize or to, to yeah to apologize to Raheem Moore. That's that's nice. And say forgive him. the kid who took the walk yeah. and forgive him. Yeah, well, we've made advancements in this show. Yeah. So the month of June is one of forty <laughs> month or one of four <laughs> months with thirty days in it. One of four. April, September, November being the other three. Marty, go Is on. that it? Okay. I thought there was more to that. No. All right, James, we'll uh, stick with the more you know. You were uh, asking if we knew any birthstones in June, and uh, Will, <laughs> Will had a couple swinging misses here. What are you, a 95-year-old lady? <laughs> Let's hear what Will had to say. There are three birthstones for the month of June. Can you guys name any of them? Gemini. Taurus. <laughs> no, birthstone. Oh. 
Uh, you hooked that one just to the right there, Will. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I, honest to God, I mean, the whole birthstone thing. Are you one of those dudes that has all these rings? Like you have your, your high school ring, your college ring. You have all these stone rings. You're that guy, aren't you? Dude, my wedding ring is like rubber. It's like $19. No, I'm the least jewelry guy you'll ever meet. All right, we'll finish with this. Uh, again, Will, trying to pronounce the winning spelling B word. Let's hear. Or it might be, let's do an alternate pronunciation. Konini. Try that one. Koinini. We do have the actual pronunciation if you'd like to hear. Yeah, that'd be great. Okay, let's hear. Koinania. Koinania. That was close. The dude mispronounced pronunciation. Yeah. He tried to pronounce a word and he mispronounced the word before that word. Alternative pronunciation. Or pronunciation. (laughs) (laughs) And that is it for me, fellas. Oh, thank you, Marty. Have a great weekend, Marty O. Marty, what did uh, you say you were doing this weekend? It was something like camping or something? No, would... going on a hot air balloon ride. Oh, God, yes. I was going to say it's something I would never do. God. That's a top the What the hell's wrong with you? It's that birthday gift for my wife. She uh, she wanted to do it. so You got her Put a hot air balloon oh, ride? Heck yes. no. No Are you going to ride from your golf course to the mountains, or how's this work? We'll be taking a limousine, yes. Oh, wow. How many days off work are you taking to get to and from this hot air balloon? Well, it's in Morrison, so I'll need at least Monday. <laughs> you know how scared uh, I would be in that situation? Oh, you I got would, this... I'm out. You got this fireplace emitting fire into this big tube thing, and all of a sudden you're up in the air, like you're up in orbit. No way. A gust of wind, a Chinook comes no and just chance. takes you. All of a sudden you're in Fort Lupton. Yeah. I'm out. You have that all you want. What are you doing, HW? I'm still looking for someone to go to that wedding with tomorrow uh, night, Sean Murphy's wedding, that you declined my invite, Manchester declined my invite, Marty declined my invite, Jesse declined yeah. my invite, Dan just gave me a thumbs down, and he's smiling. Manchester, you going to track, track down that guy who uh, was wildly running around the parking lot saying, it's America? I will, uh, I'm sure I'll have some sort of run-in with someone. I mean, yeah. I'm coaching three flag football games on Sunday, so there's a pretty good chance of it. Yeah, same old, same old. Jesse, Jesse Trujillo, what you got on the docket? Uh, working all weekend, and I have a wedding in Salida tomorrow. Ooh, that's a long drive. Can I come to that one? No. Okay. <laughs> Shut you down. <laughs> okay. Fired up finale, please. This is the fired up finale. Here's what's got us fired up today. But also at fault is the guy who missed the free throw. Also at fault is the head coach, and also at fault is the guy who has to run the entire show and just called him my no. players because no. he runs the show. You should have seen no, that call the time no, I was that, running the show. That, I was playing that, that first base, so running the There's show. You one been proud person of me. at fault, and it's J.R. Smith, and that's it. It was 4.7 seconds it. left. There were one. a lot of people who could have called it. the timeout. You want the uh, entire the entire city of Cleveland's at fault. Oh, come on. <laughs> so was that my fired up finale or was it James? I couldn't I couldn't no, tell. Either it, way. It was good. I was in there too. So Yeah, you sure were. Hey, up next, uh Hastings and Brownman <laughs> they're, they're gonna visit with Nikki Javala, who's got more details on what's going on with the family. It's all about the family. Got the Vic Lombardi show. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday. Altitude 950. Rewind. From listening to everybody's reaction to the play at the end with JR getting the rebound, there's still confusion about whether JR thought the game was tied or, the way, or whether he thought you guys were ahead. From where you stood on the court and from talking to him after the play, what what's your reaction to it? What's your version? What do you mean, what's my version? Well, did he think that the game was tied or did he think that you guys had it salted away? How do I know that? Or did you discuss it at all with him at the end of the play? No. They asked me if I talked to JR about it. I said no already. I knew it was a tie game. We met, we, we was down one. 
George Hill went up. He made the first one. We got the offensive rebound. I thought we were all aware of what was going on. That's my view. So I don't know what JR was thinking. I don't know the question that you're trying to ask. Altitude 950. Denver's All Sports Station. This is the home of the Colorado Rapids. Coming up on Friday, the Colorado Rapids are at Dick's Sportage Park to host the Vancouver Whitecaps. Broadcast time is 7 o'clock with Connor Cape on the call. 